11 O'Clock Comics, episode 93. According to Pat Lord, it's like the I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 David is very bold today. Very bold. You just bold. You like to you like to poke the bear. Oh, now you're a bear. <laughs> no. What else am I? Gonna do? You, you like to stick your dick in the beehive. <laughs> I thought that was. Oh, Pat did like my beehive. I didn't, yeah. I pushed that shit off and put it on the top of my fucking head. See, you got a beard now, and I shaved my thing off. You did? Yeah, well, it wasn't by choice. I was trimming it, and I went, oh, yeah. And I got too too close on the one side. It looked like I had a, a dead spot. So you don't have a stash or a goat right now? No, I have a goat. It's sassy stuff. Some not important. Nobody cares about that. Oh, they care. No, they don't. Uh, I'll be clean shaven by C2E2, though. Nice. Not your back, though. That's yeah, well, the, see, that, that's my goal. Is, your uh, we, is, need a, uh, we need I a got, place to throw the yogurt. When it, whenever I, I get to my my, my weight um, my weight loss um, level, I'm shaving the beard. So I should be there by C2E2. So. Ooh. Excellent. Nice. Bringing the sexy back. The, the sub-200-pound Chris is going to be clean Oh, shaven. nice. Mm-hmm. Sub. Hey everybody, you know what this is? This is eleven so o'clock. Long yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we this do is, this long ass intro to a long ass podcast. It's eleven o'clock comics. How about that? I'm Vince B. And I'm Christopher Naisman, and I was talking to someone today that said, you know, I was at the comic shop and they said, It never feels like two hours when I listen to it. I'm like, you know what? It never feels like two hours when I record it. No. It feels like because we're all having <laughs> it's because we're all having a good time, right? It's not nightline. It's eleven o'clock. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm David Price and hopefully my, my, my buddies can keep me afloat. Cause I gotta uh, carry oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'd be crashing, so if 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 I leave halfway into the show, we'll know why. David, do you so, play poker? Uh because I think I'm thinking I would love to play poker with you. Because you show your hand like right, right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, that's true. Enough for my heart and everything else. You are honest. You are and cute. There, Pat. Well, you like that? We be we be clubbing, uh, and uh, and I be of course Colonel Glenn Talbot. Oh, you wish you were Glenn Talbot now, but you're nah, not. I don't know about that, but yeah. Oh, come yeah, on, a piece of Betty. Everybody wants a piece of Betty. You are not Glenn Talbot. You are Jason Wood in the house, and it's 11 o'clock, and we're all here. Yay! Yay! And, of course, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. We say it every week. You're not going to get bigger discounts than the ones offered by DCBS. 35, yeah, 45, 50, up to 75% off select items every month. Month in, month out, you can get superb discounts, excellent packing, a wonderful array of products. Everything available in the previous catalog is available through DCBS. They're great people, and you get them delivered right to your home. And you tell them when to send it, and they'll send it. Once a week, twice a week. No, not twice a week. Twice a month. You know, get it when you want it. 
DCBService.com. They are the best. And I heard a little bit of rumors going on uh, a DCB service that there's going to be new things offered soon. So you keep an eye on them. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. And mail it, order hookers. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Box of boobies. If you are a first-time DCBS customer and you enter this code into their little code slot, EOC8, you will get an extra 8% off your initial order. Yikes. Nice. Wait, that's a... We need to get EOC.com. Is it, is it, is it possible? Is it taken? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's David's realm. Get on that, Dave. He, he does that stuff. Dave. Ooh, 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 ooh. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like, welcome to the farm. We got nice. a chicken. I just, yeah, I, just woke, I just woke him up. <laughs> That's nice. And in, in not the usual way. So yeah, DCBService.com. They're the yeah. best. They are the best. We, got the previews today. Next month is going to be a backbreaker. A lot. Really? Oh. This month is a backbreaker, so I shudder to see it when I get it on Friday. Really, top top shelf has the Swedish invasion books. They they should have just automatically added them to my order. They're beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like five of them. So hey, big big congratulations to uh, Top Shelf, by the way. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, Absolutely. for the the the, the film. Option things, the investment. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the investment. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, Top Shelf puts out great stuff, but I, I, that's still a company that you know they they rely very much on sales of books, just like all publishers. And it, it's good to see that uh, the Top Shelf is going to be on on very solid footing for for hopefully a long, long time. Oh and, yeah, uh, and Chris yeah. Staros is a is a dude. I well, I, I remember awesome. buying the Staros report. For for years and thinking really? this guy this guy is on the ball and then all of a sudden he starts his own company and 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 puts out fantastic books and he's a nice guy too and I wouldn't have met him in person if it wasn't for Chris Neesman. Hey, there you go. Chris, Chris is a Chris is a king. Did you get to meet him at Windy City Wood? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, had a, a drink with him at uh, where was that place we went uh, Saturday night where everybody hung out and uh, oh, bar- barley corn. The, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. The place after that where we all went late. Oh, night. Yeah. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The the much better place. Um, I don't board know. Board games was, were and the bachelorette was, party was there. I was I was fucking blind drunk at that me point. Too, me too. Um, which, can't can't imagine me, that ever happening. Yeah, spe- <laughs> speaking of, of of blind drunk and Chris Staros, he is a purveyor of fine uh, fine bourbon. And um, uh, this episode of uh, Eleven O'clock Comics is uh, brought to me by Jim Beam and Ginger Ale. You are uh, slick. You are slick. <laughs> That how was about, nice. How about you, Mr. Wood? Uh, it's brought to me by uh, by Mr. Stella and Artois. Oh, Budweiser. <laughs> uh, it, it, no, but uh, but yes, I'm drinking a Belgian beer, uh, Stella. Uh, same company. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, That's Inbev. Right. Uh, Mr. Mr. Bonavolia. Hey. He's just rolling. He, you you said it. Uh, I'm drinking the Pepe Mac. Yep. Pepe Mac. Give me that caffeine, man's best friend. Just tell us you put a little splash of rum or something I, in there. I put just, a little just, a little splash of rum. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Just to, just to play along. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Price, how about you? Uh, Liberty Crick, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Crick. Crick. <laughs> nice. Does it come you in know, a paper box or is that? I, cause I, I, it's I, called I, Crick. I, it should. I ain't gone swimming in a Crick in years. Or yes, a cement pond. But that's where you, that's where you take a bath every day on the crew. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm washing my, uh, my bourbon and ginger ale down with the Pacifico. So this is the only night during the week that I drink. So, you know, gotta, gotta capitalize. So a familiar nice. refrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that's normally the case, but I think David and I may have to make an exception this week. Yeah, I think what's right. 
We you both suck. You suck, both of you. Well, well, dude, if you price. answer the Don't God, dude me. Th- th- no. Th- 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 do our, does our website actually have personal messages or anything like Apparently that? Apparently not. It, I, I didn't oh. think so. All right. What? Just like you Google know, Docs doesn't exist in Every 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 cast has a whipping boy, and apparently mm-hmm. I am it. Yeah, the I am, universe. I am yeah, yeah, the peppy Mac <sighs> dimension. Uh, there's, there's, there, there may be a little... Um, well, no, I'm planning on it, and and hopefully Wood is. Well, Wood and I are working out so that uh, we can we, we can hang a bit on uh, on Friday evening. Yes, sir. In oh, New York so City, in New York City, City, of all places. Oh, yeah, that's right. Empire State of Mind, bitches. Uh, oh, yeah. Sad. You know, all you fucking East Coast bastards, and I'm really mad at you now. Saddest thing in the world today. I'm at Dark Tower, oh. and um, I drop. Sunday, or, or I, I drop in Wednesday, usual usual Wednesday routine, and I, I'm there in the shop, and I'm picking up my books, and uh, and I hear Mark Beatty, it's like, oh, hey, Tom, and I turn around, and, and Tom is standing there in the doorway, and it just white dawns on me, this is the last time I'm going to see Tom on a Wednesday night at Dark Oh, House. Jesus. Oh, Lord, Come I need on. to bring the fucking room down. Honest to God. You know, I'm just like... I'm just like, I'm gonna cry. It was oh, so sad. Serious, seriously, when you told us that Tom was leaving, mm-hmm. you, you know how I feel about Tom. Oh. I, I love yeah. the guy. And it was just like, I, I don't like to get, I don't like to peel back the surface a little bit and show, you know, my true well, feelings, you, but. You're such a hard exterior. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, well, <laughs> <shut> <laughs> up. but you know, honestly, I, I can, I know how I feel about this situation and it got to me. I can only imagine. How you feel? I, I tell you what, that's and I and I, I rarely pimp uh, AC on, on the show hardcore. But really? Please <laughs> fuck off. He's not even <laughs> asking tonight. He's not even no more than once a show. Do yourself a favor on Sunday, Monday, whenever we release the next episode of Around Comics. Two hours of nothing Living but 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 Tom Caters and. Literally everyone in Chicago and beyond wishing him happy farewells. We've got Christian Alame, Chris Burnham, Mike Norton, Tim Seeley, uh, uh, Mark Beatty, um, uh, Jeffrey Brown. Je- Jeffrey Brown sits in with us. It's you know it's me and Sal and Tom. It is we've got voicemails from Dave Wachter and Wood and um, j- just a, a whole cast of folks. Mario Muscar, Muscar. I always say Muscar, but it's Muscar. Um, it, this this coming week's AC is gonna be epic. So definitely tune yeah. in for it. Yeah. So for the two and a half people that don't listen to both AC and Eleven O'clock Comics that are wondering. Just to be clear, Tom Caters, who's been on our show, one of Chris's longtime collaborators on Around Comics, uh, is moving to the East Coast with his uh, new wife, and uh, and this yeah. is the the last show, uh, live show that Chris is referring to that will be uh, aired. Would well, you kind of follow in Tom's footsteps? Because you were slacking off. You got to this show late, and and Tom wasn't officially <laughs> a co-host until about the, the the third episode or so of Around Comics. It, there you go. So, so David, are you saying that he's our Tom? Caters? No, a lot less funny, but probably <laughs> slightly slightly taller. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. No, Tom's yeah, pretty tall. We're about the same height. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, seriously, and I, and I, and I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it. But uh, we also announced um, that uh, Around Comics will be ending oh. at C two E two. Will be. Why don't Why don't we just kill a baby? 
Does anyone have a baby? You know, honestly, I'm going to have to be less drunk and rantish on this show now. No, more because, drunk because, and rantish. Because people, people will think I'm fucking insane because, you know, around comics was always... That was always the straight edge, Chris. Let's flip the script a little bit then and talk about the good news, which is that that number one, I wanted to give you a shout-out, Chris, because... Um, I actually, on the way home today, listened to your first episode uh, on iFanboys. Um, talk Explode, Don't Miss. Yeah, talk, talk Explode, Don't Miss. Um, and for those that aren't aware, and, and again, the, the few people that don't listen to iFanboy but listen to this, um, Chris uh, is going to be doing on a pretty regular basis, right? The uh, their, their, their Don't Miss, which is basically you talk to a creative team for a book that's coming out that week. Uh, and it could be a trade or a single issue. And, and this week you talk to, uh, of course, near and dear to our hearts, you talk to Mike Costa and Christos Gage uh, in preview of G.I. Joe Cobra number uh, 2, number 1. So um, it's awesome to see you doing that. And um, just also going full circle here, because we talked a little bit about, um, about Top Shelf, I had to give a huge shout-out to uh, Josh Flanagan, who's one of the co-hosts of iFanboy. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Josh, I think, is, for those that know him, know that he does you know, have some aspirations to be a, uh, you know, a writer, a comics writer. Um, and uh, I knew he was working on some stuff, but he, his first uh, published work through Top Shelf is on uh, their website, Top Shelf 2.0. You can Google it if it's... It's topshelf.com, but um, he put out a eight-page uh, webcomic called Career Move this week, uh, written by him. But the really uh, <laughs> why I say congratulations, the astounding thing is I knew he had something coming, but I didn't know that it was actually drawn by Alex Robinson. Yeah. Uh, how, so, how's, how's that for you know someone yeah, who yeah, has right like Jerry? Yeah. yeah, my, my yeah. first eight-page story. Uh, yeah, Alex Robinson drew it exactly. Like, and apparently, uh, I guess Alex, yeah, Alex said to him, "Hey, I, I got some time. Maybe I could draw something for you." <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I thought it was really funny. Um, and again, it's called Career Move, and you can go there and read it for free. But uh, just awesome. an amazing, obviously, start to have a guy like Alex Robinson in your corner. So um, so congrats to Josh, and, and congrats to you. For, and it was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was. was, it was it, I mean, it's, it's always no, nice when you can pimp something of a friend that actually is good. It's hard, though, because you know I, I, I love Josh to death. You know, he's a great guy, and I've read other stuff that he's done, and it's good. And I know that Josh is a good writer. It's so hard to read something and and be objective about it whenever you know the person. And I, I tried, I really tried to read that story and say, okay, I do not know who wrote this. I'm going to read it as a critic. And, um, uh, it, it's impossible to do that. But the story was really, really fun. It, I, I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, career move, check it out. And, uh, um, best of luck to Josh, who, uh, I, I think, I think he can do this. Agreed. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of good news. We had to flip the script a little bit there. Oh, yeah. you know, it's good news about AC. Oh, shit, we had a we we've been doing this for over four years. It's been a great run. We had a great time. Did more than we ever thought possible. Shit, it's not like people were not going to listen to me and Tom. You know, it's it, I, I'm still doing this. I have no plans. Don't worry or worry that I'm to to leave eleven o'clock and then. Oh, the, you sure about that? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. And then the break just to clean yeah. across the board break. We'll, we'll the look at the bright side. And, and Tom's still doing Tom versus the Flash, and I know that Tom's going to pop up here. That's what I was just going to oh, say. Yeah. We we didn't lose a podcast. We gained two fill-ins. That's true. <laughs> Sal and Tom. There you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, um, speaking, speaking of news, um, <laughs> do do we want to dive into this? Yeah, head first, baby. Dive into See, it. 
Of course, Chris is talking about the huge news today about huge. the Apple iPad and and yeah. it, its ramifications on the future of digital comics. Yes, sir. I, 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 I have a high-quality color e-reader now, or I will in 60 days. Yeah. An expensive high-quality e-reader. But 500 oh, bucks. I, okay. I don't now, think it's now, expensive. Now, 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 hold on. Hold on. Whenever you say expensive, I did the math. I, I buy about 50 comic books a month. Give or take. Really? Which, uh, yeah. Well, those are the ones he buys. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and, and that comes out to about 150 to $180. Not a if month. you use DCBS. Mm-hmm. Not if I use DCBS. Now, wait, I, I know run, where Chris run, is going with run this. With, me. with, with, if, if we get to a point where comics are a dollar an issue, Digitally, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is a price point that it, they're gravitating to and makes sense to me. Um, An iPad would pay for itself for me. It would pay for itself in five months. Less than that, just baby. From a, and, and that's just from using it as a, as a comic, comic book reader. e-reader without yeah. all the other bells and whistles a comic book reader would have like the iPad's going to have. So right. it's, I, I know exactly where Chris is going. And, and yeah, I can... I can see that, I, and and this is not a a Kindle or e ink killer. This is the, the, it's apples and oranges. As Wood likes Some to say, different. it's apples and oranges. Much to Vince's chagrin. Oh man, to, to, to this because it's, <laughs> love I, you, buddy. I don't know. Love you. I, I, yeah. Tom loves his Kindle. My wife loves his her Kindle. Sal loves his. Everybody, you caught that. So everybody, everybody who I know that has a Kindle isn't going to trade that in for this. Absolutely yeah. not. That that's exact. The Kindle is designed and and does what it does very well. No one's going to trade up to get the iPad as a replacement of that. So right. so we could just leave the prose books alone for for sequential art or, or graphic storytelling, whatever you want to call it, or just looking at the pretty pictures in full color. I can definitely get behind the iPad. Right. And you see, um, I am overjoyed at the prospect of being able to have a portable reading device. Now, I know you're going to say, well, why didn't you buy a Kindle? I didn't want to buy a Kindle because I'm I'm in the cult of Mac. I've been there for a long time. And I knew it was just a matter of time until this came out. But here's how long I've been waiting for this. First generation iPod, I used to dump text files. (laughs) <laughs> on my on my iPod and read them by by spinning the click wheel. Like I'd be reading Finnegan's Wake on my iPod, just turning the wheel. And that's a Jesus. pain in the ass. No, yeah. really. And 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 to have a book uh, a device where I could just lay my ass in bed and just read that is awesome. I mean, we don't know how lucky we are. Mm-hmm. Think think about it. it. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, you, 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 you have the opportunity. Of, you, you think about this piece of technology that they unveiled today. It's. I mean, this is Star Trek shit. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, it, it really, it really is just a big iPod Touch. But you know, step back a little bit and think about 15 years ago. I mean, this is Star Trek shit. It is. Oh yeah. It's well, you 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 hit it on the head there, Chris, which is that it's a it's a it's a, a big next gen iPod Touch. But that in yeah. and of itself is cool. Like I, people have been asking me all day what I think. I think it's an awesome device for what it is, which is a lot. You know, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It, it's not. I mean, it's got like the it's app, not a Netflix app, killer. Right it's not a right. Right, it's not net, a replacement for a laptop. Killer. It's, Do netbooks need? You know what a netbook is? Poor it's a wood. small fucking laptop. Whoopie fucking do! Ooh, again, for savage. for tens of millions of people, that's important to have. But again, uh, it's a small not, laptop. I have a small laptop. It's, it's not a Kindle killer. 
It's not a laptop killer. It's its own thing, which in and yeah. of itself is cool. I mean, again, yeah. I use a touch. I don't have AT and T. You know, I've talked about this. I don't have an iPhone. I mean, I, I still think iPhone's coming to Verizon in June. If that happens, I'll get one then happily. Um, but I've I've happily had a you know a BlackBerry and and I touch. I use my touch all the time to watch movies, um, even on that small screen. So as someone who's been looking to buy a new touch. Um, you know, this is awesome for me. I won't buy another touch. I'll buy this. Um, you know, because obviously, why wouldn't I? It's, it does everything a touch does with a much bigger screen. Right. Um, so that, you know, that's awesome. And and I will say, although it's certainly a tiny market and one that I'm sure <laughs> wasn't a huge driving force to the creation of this. For us, selfishly, uh, it's oh, the yeah. first really revolutionary comics device potentially. And what's awesome is that Comicsology. Uh, is out today with uh, you know with with lots of sound and fury that they're ready to launch because um, they've already been playing with the SDK uh, you know a, a a iPad version of their app which is awesome so um, yeah I think for those of us that have discretionary income and do buy a lot of books I do think this is going to be kind of interesting I'm definitely looking forward to taking taking it for a spin in that regard and I yeah. hope a lot of uh, indie publishers get behind it. I do. Yeah. And uh, to answer the question, I'm sure a lot of people will be asking, will we be able to make the switch? And I, I can't speak for you guys, but... For what? In, switch from, what? from paper to digital, exclusively. Now, what I'm going to um, use it as sing, for... Sing, single issue? Absolutely. Right. As, oh, as oh, absolutely. A, a way to, to keep current on the books, and then by the archival editions, Correct. which I'm, yes. I'm calling the, the hardcovers and, the, and mm-hmm. the trade paperbacks, because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I'm just taking the singles and binding them anyway into collected editions. So if I could skip a step and save some money, and I think what Chris said before is very important, they better keep it to a dollar price point. Because yep. any anything higher than that, and there's no incentive for me to buy. Well, because yeah. I, I can get my books for a buck seventy nine from DCBS. Uh, yeah. This is this is the thing. This is this is what people won't say. Um, most of the time, or, or publicly, you have to keep it to a price point that people don't have a problem paying, or exactly. they're going to steal it, or they're like a dollar a song, it, right? Okay, if you you know if you put out a paper comic for two ninety nine and you charge two ninety nine for the digital version, you know what? People are going to steal it. You're dumb. I mean, it's, that's yeah. just that's that's the, lack, they're, lack they're, of uh, yeah. foresight. You know? They're 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 going to pirate it, and that's mm-hmm. that is the that's the reality of it. So, um, just like music, it's like like I said, I I, I buy fifty ish comics a month. Um, I would have no problem paying fifty dollars for digital copies of all of those. And out of those fifty, there's probably ten to fifteen of those books that I'll double dip and I'll go back and buy the trade or the hardcover whenever they come up and whenever they come out. And I think that I think there are a lot of comic book fans that are that are out there. You know, I keep coming back to you know, I call it the 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 Chew situation. Chew was a huge indie success. They sold out of that first print run, they sold out of the second print run, and people are, you know, oh my god, Chew is uh, indie smash hit. What Jason, what they sell of the of the first issue? Total. Oh, I mean, total, total. I don't know because I know that first month was like six thousand, but they did sell more after that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, let's say 13, let's 13. double it and say twelve thousand, twelve thirteen thousand. Yeah, I, I think it was like thirteen thousand. Yeah, Chew Chew was a, an overnight indie success. Thirteen thousand copies. You know what? 
New Avengers will sell 100,000 copies and people won't even blink. Chew sells 13,000 copies and people lose their effing minds. Can you imagine, you know, there, there were cop, for, uh, copies on eBay going for 50 bucks uh, of that first issue. Can you yep. imagine if that book was available on a platform like the iPad for a dollar download, how many downloads they would have gotten for well, the potential, Right, the potential for profit is much higher. Yes. Well, it gets really cool. Yeah, and it gets really cool for even the the even the smaller pr- print run guys, like the guys that have totally been screwed over by the the diamond minimums and and all that. I mean, like you know, yep. guys like Which to see guys like right. Kevin Mellon and Zach Cruzy and Steve Bryan on Twitter today saying, you know, you know, they could sell their comics, their indie work. You know, they could sell a thousand copies at a buck a copy if they didn't have to print it, and you know, assuming they could take home, you know, the the you know the 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 margin there they they could actually you know make make enough money to make it worthwhile and, and right. that that that's fantastic to hear now obviously it's going to be really fascinating because and Chris made a, a couple points on this on Twitter today and I think it's very telling which is that piracy um, is what it is and and you know we'll leave people to that whether they're 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 cool with that or not but uh, but it is a reality and and I think that you know um, the the music industry obviously learned too late. Um, they, they had they had to finally acquiesce, and it's 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 uh, it slowed the bleeding, but it hasn't stopped it. But but it's it was you know they had no alternative. What'll be interesting is whether or not the the big two comics guys get behind this now quickly, because I just thought it was astounding to me to see that Marvel the day that the iPad is announced comes out with an official press release saying that they're not down with it. Like I was like yeah. really like like I could see you saying you want to take your time and maybe just not commenting, but to actually comment that you're not down with it was sort of Dude, stunning to me. They, and they already they already have a business selling subscriptions. But it, it's a small business. It's yeah. a tiny business, and I think it's myopic. If, if they could all be posturing, but I, if they stay true to this because Apple doesn't support Flash, I think it's really myopic. And I said this as someone who subscribes to Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. I expect Marvel to change the way they <laughs> deliver their product to yeah. me as a consumer, yes. not yeah. the other yes. way around. Yes. If Apple's not going to support Flash, then give me a way to read those same comics in a non-Flash environment. I'm still paying the fee. I, I mean, if you want to have some kind of DRM, you can have it. And Apple's Guys, not stopping having that. But, what, um, here, but it's here, interesting here, to see, especially because Steve Jobs is technically Marvel's biggest shareholder now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it keeps coming back to music for me. Um, MP3. M- everyone has MP3 players. What's MP3? MP3 is a file format for the music, right? Actually, it's a compression algorithm. Oh, we, lo- we yeah. lost Jace. Oh, shit. Oh, no. He's important. Ow. Let me get him. Keep talking. Yeah. Um, no, because I want him to be a part of this. It'll give me a chance to get a beer. I'll be right back. Another one? Jesus okay. Christ. Well, hey, yeah. David. How you Tom, doing, buddy? Tom, Tom leaves, and he just starts hitting the bottle. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Oh, he doesn't care. I'm, I'm doing all right. You know what's really cool is that with the iPad, if you go ahead and say... So I just got home from the comic shop, and I know you guys didn't read. Okay, hold on. We go ahead, we download it, and boom. Now we're all up fucking date. Like Red Hulk number one, which I'm going to talk about later. Sweet. (laughs) But no, you know what? I actually think that they should have called this thing iTherapist. No, really. No, what it's doing for us as comic book fans, it's alleviating a lot of that compulsion to buy these things. Like Chris said, well, if I can get them for a buck, I'll download them to my little iPad and read them. And yeah. then the really good ones, the ones that, that pass muster, I will buy the collected editions of those. Absolutely. We all buy Absolutely. these things 
out of compulsion every week. I have to buy this because I've been buying Uncanny for 40 years. I have to keep buying it. And and th- in this way, it lets us weed out the books that aren't very important to us, although we'll still be able to read them. Yeah. And yeah. It, it elevates the ones that are really special, the ones well, we think deserve big, to here, be here, archived. Here's a, a, gr- a great example, Criminal. I would buy Criminal digitally every month. Oh, and, and you, you you come out with a with an oversized hardcover deluxe. <laughs> I cut Chris off. Absolutely. Did you miss me? Am I going to get that? Absolutely. Now it's right. Like, and, and 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 as as Wood pointed out with with Marvel's DCU, you're just renting those books because you can only read them. You can't download them. You can't keep. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything yeah. with them. So at least if if just like Chris and the music thing, if if they decide to go the iTunes route, and I can download my IDW's GI Joes or 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 my Dark Horse or anything like that. If I can download those books, they're on my machine, so I paid my buck for them or whatever, mm-hmm. and and I have them. I can put them. I also have an iPhone. I can go ahead and put it on my iPhone if I want. If, if I don't feel like schlepping the iPad around, I can read them there too. So it's, yeah, but you you whip that iPad out in the in a crowded room, man. You're king of the heap. Yeah. When well, those things I, I, come out, they'd be like, well, oh. <laughs> I walk in a room anyway. Look at David. It, it's, yeah. This, this is, I think, I think what corporate America has finally figured out in regards to the internet is they will always find a way to steal your shit. Absolutely, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You're right. Don't stop. Stop trying to stop it. They will always find a way to to steal it. So embrace the technology and make it available for those of us that would prefer to pay a fair price for it. Yeah, but see, as far as the music industry goes, they still have not learned their lesson. And this is what you know, they, they, they haven't. They absolutely haven't. When you walk into a, and I know part of this uh, is uh, on the, the, par, the part of the retailer, but when you walk into Borders and you see a brand new 45-minute CD on sale for Eighteen ninety nine. There's a yeah. problem. They they well, haven't learned. Yeah, yeah. But I can go and I can get that that same CD at the Amazon MP3 store for eight ninety nine. Right, but you wouldn't legally, have to. Legally, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't have to if if they made the price attractive. Like back when Lars Ulrich was screaming the blues about people downloading his music, <laughs> the the music industry should have said, "Okay, we have a serious problem here. Let's combat it by making these things attractive to the consumer." What did they do? They raised prices how, in how big how big would napster have been if there was an itunes was alternative embraced. there yeah. right no napster was huge why because it was the only way to get online digital mm-hmm. music it you didn't have an option to buy it and napster napster became huge because of it it how big would they have been if there was an option to buy that music then and that's yeah. why i'm saying Comic book companies to need to get on this right away, and I see IDW getting involved in the iPhone, you know, at Marvel with their DCU, but they're still trying to keep it proprietary. Now the problem is that everyone is looking at the different players, and it's the same problem that that music had: is what player for this, what player for that, and DR on this and DR on that. It's like guys, you need to understand that it's not about the player. It's not about the format. It's about the distribution. I I can I can download a really good comic app on my computer right now. It'll take about forty five seconds. Okay, mm-hmm. the 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 readers exist. 
Okay? Don't worry about it. That's not the problem. The format, well, you know what? CBR, the .CBR, the .CBZ, it exists. The format is not an issue, guys. It already exists. It's yeah. about distribution. And it's, it's not a very complex people. format anyway. No, it's not. It's no. so it's why are you why are you fucking overthinking this? It's about distribution. Give me the option to buy the comics and download them in this format so I can put them on my mobile on my And mobile it's funny device. too because if you think about it, uh, where is the music industry uh, and and a lot of the the, the uh, non comics publishing industry have a lot of uh, embedded you know best practices that it really makes it culturally hard for them to sort of walk away from. You know the comics industry of all industries, as we talk about incessantly, as do all of our brethren, mm-hmm. has issues in the way its stuff is distributed that they are kind of stuck with. So if there's <laughs> ever been an industry that's willing to sort of throw caution to the wind and blow shit up for something better and new. This yeah. should be the industry, right? This should be, the, you know what? The direct market isn't great anyway. Fuck it. So we cannibalize direct market. Let's do it. Let's, you know, we we'll, people will still buy collected editions on Amazon and at bookstores and, and at our yeah. web. We'll sell them on our website for a discount. And you know what? Let's see. I mean, it, it like to me, like if there, if there is an industry that shouldn't be scared of a massive sea change, it should be these guys. <laughs> when, when Marvel, when Marvel put out their their statement today, I was like, really? If my company had something like this happen today that would have that much opportunity to change our distribution. My God, do you fucking idiots understand that companies all over the world pray for shit like this to fall into their lap every day? And you're like, well, gee, I don't know if this is right for us. Wow, I guarantee, Mr. Ed. <laughs> I guarantee somebody called that vice president of PR and said, you realize just before you made that statement for a second that Steve Jobs is the biggest shareholder in Marvel now, right? Not even that. It's like, guys, your number one problem, and I, I understand that they're not, they are a publishing company, but they're not. They they are a licensed property company. That's what I was getting at. That's and, my and, point. Exactly. Yeah, and, and they, they make more on their licensed properties than they do in publishing, but if you look at it from a publishing perspective, distribution is your number one problem, and the Absolutely. number one reason that that your that your market is shrinking. Here's an opportunity right here, dropped into your lap, yeah. that could explode your market. Right, but see, don't be no. It's a big stupid. but because mm-hmm. you know, benign change in any industry is oh, hard yeah. fought. Absolutely. It's extremely Absolutely. hard fought. And that look, is look, why. It's like the, the oil that, industry. Well, that's Come why this, this change will be from the ground up. It's going to be from... And that's in, that's the way gonna, it happens. You're right. Absolutely. It's going to be... It's the only way it's, it's going to happen. Gonna be, this it's really gonna be, should. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that Marvel thing was very short-sighted. It, it, it seems right? like this, oh. is the, this is the month for bad press releases out of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> right. It really is. <laughs> it, it's, it's, they're making it hard to be an evangelist. CB had a nice had a nice moment this week. Well, but but yeah. CB is a shining star in a company that all of a sudden is feeling very old and very slow to me. They still putting out good books though. They follow the hoax. Go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Stop it. No, I was going to agree with you, Vince, but I was kind of going to say that that you know that is very true. On the other hand, um, I mean, what you're saying is true. But what's cool about it is that again, we always talk about, oh man, if only the playing field could be level. Well, you know, 
indie creators, small press publishers. I mean, obviously, we're making a lot of suppositions on you know the platform and how much they'll be able to sell them for and what their costs are. But if it really is, you know, they could sell them for a buck and make money. Then, damn, this is your chance, y'all. I mean, yep. this is your chance. They're probably having a party right now. Because if 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 you're if if you're getting by selling ten thousand copies and and a thousand trades of your stuff and you're getting by paying your bills, then I gotta tell you. Even if it's a whole new set of people, there's a lot of teenagers and 20-somethings out there that buy Apple products just because they're Apple products and use them just because. And all these Apple 140,000 apps, half of them don't, you know, are, are the most rudimentary little games you ever saw. And they're, they're, people are paying 99 cents for just to have them because it's cool, you know, and, and people buy ringtones and spend three bucks. This is your chance, man. This is Scott McCloud. Yeah, beautiful gorgeous looking color comics yeah. full size in fact even bigger than than a, co- a normal comic book and if you could do it and do it you know and make money on it here's your chance and and you they're, know what and, and again fuck us fuck the people that <laughs> that love having our books every Wednesday yeah. no I mean I'm so, yeah. it's like uh, it's true we'll, but we'll, what we'll I want to say before you move pitch. on you know, we'll this, bitch about going digital, but we'll do it. You know, we don't worry right. about us. We're here. We're obviously we've proven we ain't going anywhere. So this you, is you know, Scott. Mc- wait, wait, wait. This is Scott McCloud's micropayment thing brought to life. Yeah. Remember, remember way back when he was preaching about the, the yeah. little. It's like the little, little tiny itsy bitsy bites that's going to make your your career yeah. make it viable for you. That's what this is. Buck a pop, Scott you know, McCloud, you, visionary. You know, you know who's going to show people how it's done, and it pains me. Fucking pains me to say this. Someone like fucking Viz Media is going to come in and yeah. say, "This is how you fucking." Julian is pumping his fist right because now. Because the first be, is going to be the Twilight. Because they now. have, and whether you like to admit it or not, they have a huge audience. You know, the audience is the Apple audience. Well, when, when yeah, Marvel yeah, sees yeah. right when like, when Marvel sees Viz, One Piece downloading three hundred, four hundred thousand copies. Come, well, I'm just overestimating, but the, the potential's Viz, there. Viz Media is going to come in and they're going to take out a big old manga dildo and slap Marvel <laughs> right oh, outside you're the head with it. Oh, it's it's going to be a company like that that's going to say, okay, you know what? We have a huge audience of 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 readers that are that are predisposed to this kind of, of delivery of comics and we're going to sell it at a price point that they're just going to gobble it up. And okay. yeah, and th- it, I, I, I don't like manga. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but no, damn it, no. if they don't you like it more have it done. figured out, yeah, I know. I, I've got more manga than people probably yeah. would guess in my, you, in just, my you just have to learn how to have fun, that's all. Well, that's all. I'll, fuck just off. Enjoy life. Um, <laughs> they're going to do it. What? They're, they're going to do it because they aren't tied to old conventions, and yeah, right. it's um, it, it, it's going to happen. You're going to see 20th Century Boys on on the iPad before you're ever going to see a Spider-Man comic. That Dude, is awesome. Let, let's end it with this. You know, Chris, you mm-hmm. said how something. I thought the coolest part of the uh, presentation today was was Job showing the uh, you know the original MacBook from yeah. 1992, and it just strikes me, I mean, again, you know, we're all roughly the same age, and we're in the same generation. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday, about something completely unrelated, but um, uh, just think for a second, guys, in, in what amounts to one generation of humanity, how much technology has advanced. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally astounding. I mean, if we manage not to wipe ourselves off the map of uh, Vince, Mayan calendar and all that uh, over the next hundred <laughs> years, I mean, 
we our minds really can't even really fathom what the world will be like for our great grandchildren. I mean, the pace of technological advancement is just stunning. I mean, you know, we've had look at I mean, again, Avatar. I mean, three D. I mean, the stuff is just stunning, and we take it for granted because every year we're you know we we consume it. It's like just incremental to us because it's every year. But if you just take a step back and look at where we were ten years ago or twenty years ago, it is just astounding. And and I Ro- just, it, Roswell, nineteen forty seven. Thank you very much. There you go. Where do you think it came from? Boom. My, 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 first, my, my first computer, 1993, was a Macintosh, uh, no, it was an Apple Quadra 650, 33 megahertz, 226 meg hard drive. <laughs> Dude, I meg, got you beat. I got meg. you beat. I had a Commodore 64 oh. with the, oh, with the sure. deck drive, yeah. yeah my first it, computer, Apple II, 24K. Of memory, nice. Come on, twenty four k memory. Yeah. Every time when I do something, I had to put a big ass floppy like a dinner plate. Yeah, it's a five, the, five and a uh, half inch. Yeah, yeah. 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 In our in our office, we have, a, we have in our in our lobby week because you know we run a technology fund. We have a we have a big uh, display of all of all you know different vintage technologies and uh, on display in little little cubicles. And uh, we have an Apple II on display, uh, one of the originals. Yes. Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah. That's and, what I'm and, saying. That this iPad, it's it is fucking Star Trek shit. And I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for wood. Hey, this is John, Johnny the homicidal drummer on the message board. I was just thinking, uh, since you guys were having the, all the Blue Oyster Cult love, maybe you guys should do a a live show so we can all chant EOC, 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 and then you can come out to a fucking crazy laser light show or some crazy shit. You should set that up. I think people would buy tickets to see that. So I was at the uh, Tom Cater's uh, send-off. Tom goes to Boston around comics thing the other day. And I couldn't help but notice, uh, did you guys like mail the trophy to Christian Alame or, or is he expecting it in the mail? Or I don't know what happened to it, but I mean, surely he would have been wearing it around his neck like a you know, with a gold rope chain or something like that if he had gotten it. So just wondering uh, what was going on with that. So uh, I guess I should talk about some comics. Uh, like I always am, I'm 20 years behind on anything good, so I'm just reading Sleeper uh, by Ed Brubaker, and it's good. Uh, but everybody already knew that. So if you don't have it, go out and buy 13 copies of it. All right, uh, later. EOC, EOC, EOC. It is. It is. It is. So, which model are y'all gonna buy? Are you, are you gonna go for the internet model, or are you gonna go for the the? the no, you know, you know, um, um, the with it being an AT and T three uh, G, I'm I I have an iPhone. I'm not super impressed with their three G network to begin with. So, I'm gonna do probably the thirty two. Um, gig model for what is it? Five ninety nine. Now, Jason, you yeah. probably know all the specs. Uh-huh. Um, I want a device where I can read my comics, download them from wherever on a Wi-Fi network, mm-hmm. and and that's it. I, do I have to take out this plan that 16? they're talking about? No, no. no. If you just want to no. use Wi-Fi, no, not at all. Okay, fine. The, so I the, could just the buy the device. Only like where you could, it, it'd be like a phone. You could have it anywhere at any time. Uh, I, I don't need that shit. No, yeah. no, I don't need that. I, I just want to be able to download and read. That's it. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, so I should, I should go for the 32 gig. version is fine for you, dude. 16 gigs is plenty of space to hold comics. I mean, no, I, I, like, I like a big, I like a lot, a lot of room in the pants. So I, I'm going to go 32. Oh, get the, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, and my, and my prediction, um, within the year, uh, within a year of its release, so another 14 months, I think that every major comic book publisher will have its own application for the iPad where you can download comics of that publisher i don't think that i don't yeah i Mm -hmm. i don't think that we're going to have a a one all-stop shop where you can get comics from every different publisher i think each publisher will have their own application yeah i first comicsology and 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 panel fly they can they all have some books that are the same but when marvel released it like comicsology will have civil war and some issues of iron man uh, Iverse will have like old Lee Ditko issues of Amazing Spider-Man and some of the JMS stuff. So, I mean, no one has the same set uh, of books from any of the publishers now. So if, if IDW and Dark Horse and, and Viz and, and DDP, if everybody comes out with their own, then, you know, then yes. Yeah, so now you just have to, yeah. you'll just have a whole page dedicated to just comic publishers, which is fine. Yeah. And, and, and I think that and, and I think that's what's going to happen. And from what I've seen, watch out for IDW. They they seem to get it. I, 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 <laughs> Jason, Jason just dropped. The, was that your jaw dropping? No, no, I, I went to no. Actually, uh, I accidentally hit the uh, the mic part of my. Oh, headphone. okay. No, uh, um, IDW think uh, I I think that they actually get it. They they seem to be pretty agile and responsive to stuff and and able to move. Um, they've done it with the iPhone, and I now you know I I think the iPad uh, gives them a great a great platform. To, to use now you know you you deal they, they work with a lot of licensed properties so that could get interesting with like you know joe and and transformers and that kind of stuff but you know i, I think idw could do some neat things with this they seem to be agile enough to to adapt to it pretty quickly yeah nice yeah you it's going to be nice anything. to be able to to read an idw book and not fork over four bucks for it uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're worth it. They they really are. In most cases, they're worth it. But damn, yeah. I, I don't want to pay four dollars for a comic book. I really don't. Let's. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, four dollars, talk some comics that actually came yeah. out in the last uh, yeah, four dollar comic books. That's yeah, true. Uh, who who wants to go first? Because I'm just gonna ramble my ass off. I don't want to go first. Oh, go ahead, lead us, Moses. No, I don't wanna. I, I want to hear from wanna. David because he's the biggest. Uh, I yeah, while he's amongst us, and he is he was pretty mum during that whole thing. I While he's awake, up. Friday he but and like, I are going yeah. to scores, so I hope he's ready. Nice, yeah. Okay, oh, <laughs> bring the rubber gloves. No, I'm, I was first of all, I was I was trapped in in a room, so I could only peek Microsoft out of all things during it. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's fucking. <laughs> um, so I had to sneak a look at at the uh, at my iPhone and, and read Twitter and read some RSS feeds to get a glimpses to what was going on but uh on the train ride home i was going through twitter and i i loved chris's posts and 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 what uh, on 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 twitter and 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 your comments to to dave wachter and 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 to john and scott and everybody you know everybody who's who had their comments to say about it and and chris is right back talking about the ipad and so i mean i i was quiet today and i was quiet now but i was listening to everybody who was kind of in it while it was going on so that's that's cool um, I'm gonna be like me. Vince. I'm gonna uh, so no, no, no. I was trying to figure out how I was gonna open this. Um, I I I read I read uh, 
Mera. Oh, did you really? Nice. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. This thing, this thing is awesome. Yeah, I, you know, we we talked about Jerks in Space, but this is I I love them both and. The amount of work John put into, I mean, the CD, I'm listening to the CD in, in, in the car. I was listening to it on the, on the ride to the train station on, on these dark ass 530 in the morning country roads where God knows what the hell's going to pop out in front of me. And the, and the music's home. And because I read the comic last night, I'm listening to the music and it's, and it's taking me back to the chapters in the book and everything just melded nicely. But it's a great story. It's 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 a touching story. The art just it 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 really has a a underground feel to it, and and I we we have some really really talented people on on, on the forum. We we have artists like like John O and and John K and and backwards Dave Dave Wachter and and Zach Cruse with with uh, Mysteries Unsolved. We have um, yeah, did you know you Andy Drew, we we have authors like 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 Adam. So I mean, we have we have just some really talented people, and and for them to, to share something like this, I I mean, you summed it up last week. I'm not even going to try to top that, but this was I, I I thank John for for sending this, and and it is it's it's something I'm going to treasure. This seriously, I <laughs> this is some really great stuff in these covers, man. If, if for anybody who who wants to. Um, who wants to get it? Strips4.com, the number four. It's on the form. You can you can order it and and uh, get it, it, it if you can. I, I have absolutely. I I'm gonna read it again. Probably not tonight, but yeah. I, I uh, this this is going with with, with the rest of uh, my good comics, and it's thick. I, if anything, if I'm if I'm reading it and I'm thinking, I I would really love if this had some of that nice toothy maybe newsprint type paper. But even, I mean, not 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 to take anything from from how it's packaged. It's it's still, I'm I'm big big fan. I I, I want to see more from uh, you know. From John. Am I am I? Uh, no, you're good. Now. No, you're good. All right. I'm it, what the book does, it illustrates what I've been saying about the emotional content of illustration. A lot of us like to fixate on the technical aspect like oh that hand is wonky that does not look good or you know um that the, he he could have laid uh, a little lighter on the brush strokes because they're, they're just too thick there, there's a component to an, to images that goes beyond that and in a, a lot of cases you don't and this is going to sound really weird. You don't see them, but you feel them. It's a cumulative effect of, of, of the artwork page, the panel that strikes you in a way that you may not perceive as you're reading it or as you're, you're viewing it. That's what this book does. Uh, let's be honest. He's, he's a fledgling artist. He's just, he's still walking that path trying to find the, his destination. He's, you know, trying to get that style down. And, and that's apparent in a lot of the panels, but, what what he has, where I, and I'll be honest, a lot of the big guys lose it after a while, is, is that 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 rawness, that emotional content that is so gratifying to see. It just strikes you all at once. Boom! This is a, a comic by a guy who's just he wants to get up there and just sing in front of a crowd, and that's what he's doing. He's telling his story, and there's you, that's precious. That really is. It really is. No, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I loved it, but I said that last week. So yeah. And uh, speaking of artwork, before you move on, I just want to thank somebody. Let me get. Oh, I do too. Yeah, because I got something in the mail here. Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, William William Joseph Dunn. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) No. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) No, mine's from Mr. Andy Jewett. 
Oh, yeah, William, I got some for Mandy too. William, okay. thank you for nothing. But uh, yeah, William, 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 it's William Joseph Dunn sent me Savior Twenty Eight, the entire miniseries, because oh, because I, I, lot, I I talked about it uh, one time that I was interested in it and, and didn't pick it up, so he sent it to me. But you know he works. I for, have never read yeah, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. No, you know he works for Brave and the Bold, right? Yeah, I think I'm gonna stop watching it. No, he wait, uh, he does on his letter that that he he sent to me. Uh, included in with the, the the comics, he drew me a, a picture of Batman, hmm. and it is and no, it it is it is amazing. And he he put a little note. He said off model, and he has a little arrow pointing to it. It's it's just fantastic. But so thank you, Mister Dunn, for those. I'm going to read them probably Thanks for so next much. week. It it's, it looks like a great series. Great series. I bet it does. I like. It. <laughs> hey so man, <laughs> what can I say? I don't know. And Andy sent Andy sent me. Uh, were, you one, were you the one who shouted out "Brave and the Bold" in the eleven o'clock Oscars? Was that you? Oh me? my bad. No, it wasn't. It was me. Oh cool. my god. You know, I I I edited a podcast for like four years. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Oh, nah, geez. but but let's move on to other things. Cause I, I got to thank Andy Jewett too for sending me Knuckles. Oh, you do the, too? Yeah, Knuckles the Male- malevolent nun from um, the language, uh, Roger Language, and he sent me a drawing of Doctor Doom, and it's awesome. It's I have awesome. a kick-ass one of Cyclops, and, and I got a badass Wolverine. Nice. My Doctor Strange kicks That's all that. yours asses. Nah, Doctor Strange is kick right. Doctor Doom. It's sitting, it's right ne- it's right next to my Tom Fowler Doctor Strange, and it's awesome. Sweet. So there. Oh, speaking yeah, of Tom Fowler, uh, really spe- speaking of Tom Fowler, and thank you, Andy. Yes. Did did y'all see um, Tom's Rocketeer that he did on the, on the Twerp blog? Oh yep, my Twerp god, blog is kicking ass. I I I I I had a I had to go be alone. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It was wow. that. It was that nice. It was nice. I don't know if it was go be alone nice, but it was go be alone nice. Did you see that booty <laughs> on 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 who clips Rocketeer? Yeah, where where were you looking? <laughs> not on Rocketeer. Yikes. Okay, mm-hmm. it's cool, dude. Jonathan Hickman got me back on Fantastic Four this week. I thought he got you back four, four weeks ago. No, no. well, no, was, he did. It was a rough did, patch for a couple of months. He did. He did three great issues on Fantastic Four, yeah, and he did the it last. All and and then well, with the Eagle Shams, you know, oh, with the Eagle Shams and Mouse, you know, no big deal. They they just drew the pictures. Oh damn! Thanks. Damn it, thankfully, that, no is, trips to Scotland in those that's issues. That's crazy. crazy. What the um, fuck? Yeah, <laughs> to the Miller pitch run. I'm think. I'm thinking. I'm What's thinking. Eagle, Eagle Sham might be the. You know, like Hickman was like, "Oh, damn, Dale's not going to be on these two issues. Fuck it, I'm gonna phone it in." Yep, because the because the last two issues because the last two issues before this, there were exactly two moments that you're like, "Okay, that's what this issue accomplished." Yeah, we the covered of, those already, so it sounds yeah, like it's gotten better. This oh my, one, my goodness, this, this week. <laughs> This week, it's like, this is a Fantastic Four story. This is cool. There's the Mole Man. We've got the High Evolutionary. This is awesome. Nice. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's a Fantastic Four book with... Fantastic, the, Fantastic Four. Well, yeah. With, it, it's serious. It's got, the, it's got Mole Man and High Evolutionary. How cool is that? Okay. I'm going to hold you to those words when I talk about what I'm going to talk about when you start going... <laughs> Oh, yeah. shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm a keep that. He himself into a corner. He didn't realize that. Yeah, that's right. Now, what's the issue number on that Fantastic Four? 
Seven, seventy, four, and five, right? The last five, two? Seven. Five? Or five, five I'm sorry. Five, yeah, my bad. Four. What why, is why don't we ask Chris? He's, sitting, he's probably sitting there looking at it. He's all mad now. Lighting up the covers. But I will say, I did not I did not read it, but it's in my stack. Gorgeous. As if it could be anything other. Alan Davis cover. Gorgeous oh, yeah. cover. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my, my God. My boy. Well, yeah. What, what's, what's the number on that, Chris? What's the issue number, Chris? Um, which one? Fantastic the one you just read. <laughs> Fuck, you're gonna make me find it. No, I, I have it right here. I'm, see, I'm in, I'm in my comic room. I'll just get it. Some of the beats. Oh my goodness. Amazing Spider-Man, X-Factor, Punisher, all these good books. Oh, all five, stuff. 575 is the number. There you go. That's right. Yes. And, and I will say, it is a, a fantastic cover by Alan Davis. Dude, so, is there any other? So no kinetic. Sense. And is how cool is it the Mole Man rides rides in the, the monster's mouth? Oh. Where else yeah, is he going to ride? What I would give to have a big, nice Alan Davis page sitting, staring at me right now. Yeah. Well. <sighs> guys, remember that coming birthday time. You're a player. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, right. you're the big baller. You'll get you'll get. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember that for your fucking 75th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um but what about the issue? Did you like Chris? Other than um, so, so you you've you've read it? No, I, I I read the Hulk stuff first because that takes precedence. Yes, uh, over Fantastic Four. Um, no, did did he find the pulse again? Yeah, yeah. There there's a great thing moment where where Reed is all about uh, logic and what you should and shouldn't do, and Ben is like very emotionally in the moment, and. Um, and I thought that was a great a great moment for Ben. Um, Susie, um, you'll love this. Um, Eagle Sham draws her hot. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's. Um, I thought I thought in the background this was very very much uh, a great uh, a great issue for the thing because it was dealing with Mole Man and the Moloids and the Moloids are very much um, French, almost Morlock like, and mm-hmm. and you see Ben. Once you kind of get under the un, underneath the surface, you you very much understand that he feels connected to them, in in, in kind of the outcast sort of way. So um, uh, yeah. so he does some he he does some things that kind of defy logic, and uh, yeah, and has the high evolutionary. How cool is that? Yeah, it's very cool. That is, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've been bringing him back around a little bit. Yeah. Little yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He was uncanny and yep. uh Wolverine Wolverine first Eric. class. Yeah. So no, that's that's cool. I think that's uh you can you know, guys walking around with fucking cow and pig heads and that kind of stuff. It's it's sweet. Vince has always had a thing for Bova. Bova. Mm, Bova's yeah. awesome. I do like so. You know there's a lot of characters coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, it had a very um, um, journey to the center of the earth feel. Oh, dope! Because oh, that's you're, basically you're, that, not it, the Will Ferrell remake. Uh, that. No, uh, no, no, that was Land of Lost, dude. Oh, yeah, whatever. Same difference. You're thinking Brandon or the Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, and and honestly, that's when the Fantastic Four can be at their best is whenever they're going, you know, either outer space or inner space or a journey to the center of the Earth. Oh, I'll tell you what, I would love to see if he gets around. If I would love to see Tony Moore get a chance to, uh, to to a little bit of Fantastic Four, uh, that would be amazing. I just want him to to do the League of Monsters for the rest of his life. (laughs) Uh, We know he's not. I would not be sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Yeah, 
Sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. It's, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's part, part so, of the stack. Spe- speaking of, did you guys notice in, uh, the last issue of The Punisher? Not the one that came out this week, but uh, the last issue where Frank Castle, Franken, Franken Castle, is sitting in that room watching TV, and everything on the TV are scenes from Fear Agent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have if I had I wish I got that, that channel. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome! I was just like, "Oh my god, those are like out. yeah." They were they were all paid. They were all panels from Fear Agent on the TV. David, you know what would be cool on Friday? We could sit and talk about comics that came out like four months ago that we've both read. <laughs> Wait, it's, he, he's like the anti me. <laughs> It'll hey, be great. I'm I'm sorry if I'm trying to stay current for our listeners. Would <laughs> our oh. listeners aren't into current? They like the old shit. Right. You know, but it won't be awesome whenever everybody has iPads and we can read comics on the same day. They want us to talk about Essential Godzilla. We could download the damn Show things as we're talking. That'd be so good. Oh yeah, because that can't because we can't do that now. It'd be butter. No, we can't because some of us some of us actually care about the data transfer. You know what I'm saying? Well, I certainly oh, do. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna rip this. I'm gonna rip this DVD while I'm talking on my podcast. Hot kettle. I know. <laughs> Data transfer. Nice. Hey Vince, before you gush about what I know you're dying to gush about, I want to oh. give a shout out to something. Do it. You don't have to and, ask and, me. What the hell am and I? I'm a little, I'm a little surprised at the absolute, at least what I've perceived to be lack of of commentary on it. And um, Ooh, and that is me. um the uh, we talked a bit about the first two uh, Vertigo Crime OGNs that came out mm-hmm. when they came out. There was a lot of buzz behind them, um, and I think the consensus was that. Uh, that Dark Entries was sort of, you know, okay, but but not exactly, at least I didn't read it, but you guys, as I recall, didn't think it was the strongest, but that we all really like Filthy Rich. Yeah. Well, um, what, three, four weeks ago now? The uh, the third the in chill. the now. Yeah, The Chill. Um, and I read it uh, yesterday, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's it's written by Jason Starr, who is a novelist. I have not read any of his work. Um, I guess he's written Panic Attack and the Follower, what he's credited here on the book for. I, I don't know if you guys have read his work, but um, I assume he's a... They're crime novels, but I don't know. Um, and I think this is his first comic work. And it's illustrated by um, Mick Bertilorenzi. And uh, I think I'm getting uh, that name right. Uh, do, you, do you know him at all? Mm-hmm. It says he's done work for DC and Chimera Comics, but uh, yeah. and he's, he's from Italy. Um, but uh, I haven't seen any talk about this, like good, bad, or indifferent. I just haven't seen people react to it. And it, I, I hope that's not an indication of a lack of follow-through interest in the vertical crime line as a whole because uh, I, th- I think it was timing uh, more than anything it, i think um, they got buried for some reason well the uh dark entries and uh, uh filthy rich came out at the same time and it was the the launch of vertigo crime and mm-hmm. this came out what like right around the holidays and it was the only one that that was released it wasn't a yeah. pair of them i think they i i think it would be very smart for them to release these in pairs right. as opposed to, to to singles um yeah i you know i it probably did okay i i have it i haven't read it yet but uh i know there's some others that i'm looking forward to i know um i know chris Somney has one coming out soon right. area 10 yeah mm-hmm but, yeah, uh, the next two are Bronx Kill in March uh, by Peter Milligan and uh, James Romberger, and then Area 10 by Somni and uh, Christos Gage. Cool. Nice. Um, but so this one, I mean, the premise is basically New York. There is a serial killing spree happening. Um, people are being defaced in a lot of different ways and murdered, and their their bodies are frozen solid um, in addition to being mutilated in other ways. And um, it's uh, true to the the line. It's you know it's a very dark. Uh, pulp book. It is set in 
current day, um, so it's not a period piece, but beyond that, it's very, very uh, pulpy. You know, it's, it's there is nothing. While there is a little bit of mysticism in this, and I'll be vague because I don't want to give it away, uh, it really is very much a earthbound book. It's very dirty. Um, the book is very sexual, very violent. Um, but I loved it to death. I mean, I think the guy's art, and again, I wasn't familiar with the writer or the artist before this, but uh, but this book looks gorgeous. The panel layouts are fantastic, and it's really straight out of like heavy metal, which I know is right up your guy's alley too. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, there's a ton of sex in the book, and there's a reason for that. Beyond it, it's not. Well, I guess you could say it's gratuitous because there's a ton of it. But uh, but as a reason, I mean, that's part and parcel for 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 what's the, the sex isn't part of the uh, the whole murder thing. Um, but I mean, the dude. It, there's one woman that's basically nude a lot, but she, because of this mystical aspect, basically can appear. She appears to every man to be their 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 ideal woman. Oh, so neat. even though it's the same woman banging it out a lot, uh, you know she looks different in every scene. Um, and it's it's just I mean he just draws a sexy sexy woman. Um, and uh, you know it's a quick read. It's a very straightforward story. Um, and again, it's just it's like if they extended out a great you know creepy story. I mean you know it's definitely got a little bit of a horror aspect to it. If they extended out a great creepier EC story into a full length OGN and had beautiful artwork with it and some sex, it, that's what this book would be. Um, so I, I liked it. Um, I liked it. I think as much as Filthy Rich. Now I didn't read the uh, the, the Constantine wow. book, so I can't react to that. But I I thought it was terrific. And uh, and and whereas. Well, I was just going to say, whereas this has now definitely set me up for wanting to buy everything from this line because um, I would have bought the next two anyway because of the creative teams, but but now I'm two for two with this line. I mean, both have been real treats, and uh, and I think to Chris's point, a little bit buried in the fact that there were so many really, really heralded graphic novels yeah. that have come out in, in the last six months, but but this one was was terrific and don't let it you know if you like crime and you like you know crime fiction and and uh detective tales and uh uh and, and you know anything in that genre particularly if you like the serial killer route um uh that's I like well, you know, well i'm saying you know there's lots of people that like that kind of story it's a yeah. you know the thriller if you want to call it um this is you know this is a comic version of a of a great you know summer popcorn thriller uh, book, you know. I mean, now see from your description, it sounds like it has um, supernatural elements to it. Yeah, it does. I don't think they're doing themselves any favor by doing that. Yeah, I think they need to keep it more crime. Yeah, just, I mean, just, I'm just, just saying just they, they had the the dark entries, which was very mm-hmm. supernatural with Constantine. This right. sounds like the, there's a supernatural quotient to it too. If you're going to call the line Vertigo Crime, which I know the the, the Vertigo part ushers in all the the uh, images of you know the supernatural and the preconceived notions we have of what those books are. Sure. But I, I think that in order for these books to do really well, they need to find mm-hmm. a new audience outside of the Vertigo pool, mm-hmm. and they're not going to pull in. I mean, they, they may dissuade someone who thinks, you know, I love crime, I'm going to pick this book up, and then it has a woman in it who's jumping around bonk, bonking everybody like, you know, like a, a succubus or something or... Uh, so yeah, that that may turn people off, and I don't. I I think they need to set on a direction and stick with it. Well, it's there's, about, there's, there's nothing I mean, wrong I, with straight crime. I mean, our, you, know, our, if, you know, David D, who um, you know, we all know David, and uh, he posted something in another forum about about that very thing, Vince, because he, he's a huge crime noir fan, and uh, and he's read all three, and he's also a John Constantine fan. In fact, he wrote an article about it and. In a magazine about it two years ago, right. but uh, he's a huge Constantine fan, so he read it. But he he actually made the same point, Vince. He said that while he's enjoyed all three, um, he would characterize two of the three as being more 
horror supernatural books than true crime fiction. Mm -hmm. And while that's fine and he enjoyed them for what they were, he did agree with you that if you are really sort of primarily a crime fiction guy and supernatural stuff isn't your bag, then he could see that this would be disappointing or at least surprising because because nothing nothing in this book unless you nothing on the back or front cover or description of this book would indicate to you that there's supernatural elements. Right, right. Um, and I didn't know that until I read the book. I mean, I didn't buy it knowing that. Um, and again, for me, it worked because I like that stuff. Like, I mean, you know, it, like with Chris, we you know, Chris, like Lock and Key. This is right. That's it's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's really exactly like that kind of thing with you know more adult overtones. But um, so so to me, this was right up my wheelhouse. But I do agree with what you're saying, Vince. I mean, it's not since the line is called Vertigo Crime. Maybe they it's and again I don't know that these don't have a place, but maybe two of the first three shouldn't have led. Maybe they yeah. shouldn't have led the line that way. But I also think that part of it was that the Constantine book, as I understand it, wasn't meant to be originally part of the line, and they kind of hastily threw it in the oh. line because they thought it would help sell the line, and maybe yeah. that's part well, of I mean, it. But I mean, it does not, bear the, the Vertigo the, brand, though. Yeah. Well, it's, well, here's the question: is is why throw the crime moniker on it? Why just not? Call it, you know, Vertigo, Vertigo graphic novels, Vertigo noir. No, but but it, it does. See, when you when you preface a line with that Vertigo name and call it Vertigo crime, it's not exactly a misnomer. If they right, right. to to throw the supernatural, this it may just mean. Well, yeah, this the, is the, the Vertigo this version is, this of crime. Is so targeted for for book markets. Right. If I walked out of my room right now and said. You know, honey, what does Vertigo mean to you? First of all, she's going to say a Hitchcock movie. Um, yeah, uh, so ver- Vertigo doesn't mean anything to anyone but us guys. You know, well, so, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I understand it, what no, I'm trying to, to say. Uh, though, to, to, to comic book fans, only comic book fans relate Vertigo to a type of comic that really isn't even defined because you can do a lot within right. vertigo it, it basically means that it's it's i don't know what what does vertigo mean to you guys oh geez that's a good uh, question a high, um, high quality uh creator driven mm-hmm. sequential you know i mean that's just good comics yeah, yeah but you, you have to comics. thematically though it, it does conjure uh, the you can you you can say fuck yeah, yeah, don't yeah, sure, don't. just for mature. mature. That's what yeah. been but, but you know what, what I'm trying to say is though by calling it driven mature comics mm-hmm. yeah. that that is not most people have no idea what that what that what I would agree. Well, certainly in the book market, yeah, I would agree. I mean that, uh, but I. I yeah, but but again, I guess for me is I think everything you guys are saying is valid. It's a fair criticism and, and something you know maybe Karen Berger and her uh, lieutenants could be asked about. But again, as a consumer of the stuff, I don't much give a shit, right? I mean, I right. to yeah. me, I've read I've read two of the three. I didn't read the Constantine one because I just don't have much of a affinity. Not because I don't dislike Constantine, as I've said before. I don't. I have not read much of any. You should um, pick it up. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. It's just that I don't. I, I read these two, and, and so far, I enjoyed them very, very much. So, I, uh, t- to me, it's 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 hitting on 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 everything it, it needs to. But you know, again, to be fair, I I don't know that I would. If you had just handed me these and they didn't have a a moniker attached to it, and I said, "What genre are these?" I probably. I guess I would have said Filthy Rich was a crime book, but I probably yes. wouldn't have said this was a crime book. Although it yeah. is, again, very much a, I mean, it is a crime story, but uh, it is a mystery. But, but yes, I probably wouldn't – I would have categorized it more as a supernatural thriller. Um, and but, uh, Area 10 looks to have a science fiction element to it. Which is yeah. cool. Oh, I'm, I'm of course it that. is. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. Uh, 
But Vince, you love boobies, so you got to get this book. I do love boobies. I do. Dude, there are boobies and ice every other page. And I do I, love uh, good Italian draftsmen. So. Mm-hmm. He's, was, you know, was, he's definitely a Milo Manara, you know. Oh, there's only one Milo Manara. But, no, I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah, I take your word for he's it. He's a guy that's obviously, you know. Yeah. He's from that, that school. Yeah. Chris, what were you going to say before we squashed you? Well, Which, I, I, just squashed I, I, I was going to talk about uh, Chris Somni had talked about uh, that book last year at uh, at the Wizard uh, Wizard Comic Con. That he, I mean, the, that that book has been in the can for a while, mm-hmm. and, and Vertigo will do that. And I was asking him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I went back and I looked at it, and it's like that's the worst thing that an artist can do is go back and look at something they've done." And it's it, it was it was so funny to hear him talk about, it. and I'm sure it's going to look amazing but just to hear like the 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 tortured regret of the artist of yeah you go back and you look at something you're like oh i so wish i had drawn that differently or or done this it was it was it was it was pretty telling but you know i mean we know chris the quality chris's work i i can't uh, i can't wait to um uh, to see it, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But right. um, you were you were talking about you know, supernatural and supernatural stuff. I want to throw out one more book, and then I'll shut up for a while. Um, no, you won't. Phil, Phil Hester's <laughs> Phil Hester's The Darkness. If you if you picked up the first like super cheap trade that that Top Cow put out did, for yes. that, which was very very good and kind of reset the the whole the whole character. The second volume will blow your fucking doors off. Yeah, it is so effing good. It yeah, is. All right. I enjoyed the first one. So, um, total total direction change on it. Mm-hmm. It's Jackie Estacado basically being a bounty hunter for the devil, and it's yep. awesome. And but the thing I liked more about the second one, the first volume was very much entrenched in the top cow status quo, meaning yes. it looked. Like a Witchblade comic, and yes. and you know even though Hester was feeling out the characters and 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 in, uh, asserting his influence on the book, it read like a really good Top Cow book. The second arc, uh, which I'm I'm assuming is is in the trades, the trade that you read, yep. it is so far removed from that. It doesn't look like a Top Cow book. It, it doesn't read like one. It's almost as if uh, he merged what was with uh, a sort of vertigo kind of edge, exactly. right? It but in but read, in a good way. It read like a vertigo book, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the first the first story in the second trade is just a one shot story of Jackie Estacado going through this town that has been taken over by a witch, like. Yep of 100 years ago or whatever and it's him trying to figure out a way to to you know in a very you know darkness sort of way take care of this problem and uh yeah it, it was like a one shot out of like a house of mystery comic mm-hmm. and um yeah and then the rest of the series is you you find out that you know some shit went down with him in the last in the last series and he basically to save his soul becomes a bounty hunter for the devil more or less um and it's it's awesome i I was really good i was shocked by how much i was liking the darkness so pick up that second trade it is so so good i got you back yes i'm not bullshitting people 
it's good. Word. Now it's time for the main event. Yes. Oh no, we got to hear from David. Oh, we did hear from David. No, we did. No worries. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna mention another Vertigo series that that Do I it. hope gets some legs. You know, it's it's just started. I hope you know it it, it catches on, but it can wait. Until next week. What are you going to talk about? No, Come talk on. about it. Just got. You're not talking. I read the first two volumes of Fables. Yay! Oh, oh nice! <laughs> oh shit! I feel all gross. Holy up. crap! The second I, one's better than the first one. Isn't the it? second one is better than the first. I have the third one ready to uh, to go. I'll probably start on it this weekend because I want to get the first Ooh. three. So this way, because everybody, oh, it gets better after the first. People walked away after the first, and the second one doesn't really. So start, you know. So I'm going to read the first three. And see where I stand with that. I, I did enjoy the second one. Um, I, I liked how they gave us a mystery for the first arc for Who Killed Rose Red, and then uh, and then they really kind of hammered the point home. It, it, it cemented the fact that that we're dealing with characters from fairy tales, and they waited until the the second arc, the second five issues to. To give that story, I, I, I did like that, and I, I mean Buckingham's art is pencils are outstanding. It's it's a um, I I I'm not going to say that it's it's uh, I have a tendency to wait for for the um, I guess the hype. I'll I'll read it my own time, my own terms. I'm not I, I'm gonna try not to. I mean I'm doing the same thing with Blackest Night. Everybody can say whatever they want to say about it. It's the greatest thing they've read in the past awesome. eight months or whatever. So I'll wait. We'll see if Until happens. because you know it's it's also it's it's something I'll get into at a later date regarding Green Lantern and, and Jeff Johns and things like that. But it's uh, I'm just going to you know take my time with I mean shit, the, the series started what 2002, so we're going on almost a decade that mm-hmm. that, that Fables has been around. So uh, you know I'll obviously. Uh, I'll take my sweet ass time when it comes to something that I want to read, and I do want to read it. It's not like I mean, Woods a huge fan, so it's not like someone's been beating me over the head week in week out going, "When are you going to read it?" Um, it's uh, so like, should I read Fear Agent? It's only on Fear Agent. <laughs> uh, I, I think you know you get the the checks from Chris Somney every week. I think Tony Moore is cutting Chris checks every it's week. It's got to be. Although although Chris was. Uh, Filling in for me tonight with with the Somni love, so that's good. Yeah. I'm, 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 I am I am Rick Remender's bitch. Yeah, as we all should be. Yes. But, um, but what's no, really I, cool, David, about the first arc of Fear Agent? Uh, Jesus, Chris, now <laughs> there, there you go. Of, of, <laughs> of fables is it reads like it's story driven, but it's not. It's very much character driven. Those oh, those, yeah. those plot uh, instances exist only to show you who those characters are and and what they're capable like 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 yeah. you know jack that's the yeah. first one you get all you need to know about jack by that first story yeah and 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 rose and the 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 initial characters and then the second arc capitalizes on what you already know and pushes it in even more uh, towards the characters. So yeah that's what I like about fables the best they're, the stories are great but they wouldn't be all that if if I didn't know and love a lot of those characters for who right. they are. Absolutely, Absolutely. no, yeah. I, I agree with that, and 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 I think in the um in the in the second story, the, well, the, the cliffhanger in the penultimate issue, when um penultimate. when a main character uh gets shot and and how this character comes back mm-hmm. or, or 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 hangs on, mm-hmm. it, it's uh I I I like that. I I, I like the way. It was explained as to why they can't die, and yeah. and uh, and it was it was it was 
it makes so, sense. like the uh, like Marvel Pantheon, right? Like like they got like it's it's very similar to that, you know, like like the why why got why the Norse gods and the Greek gods and Marvel and yeah. stuff aren't. Yeah, it's the same kind of idea, right? With absolutely, human, yeah. humanity, mythology. Yeah, it has to be. It has to do with the beliefs. As long as you, mm-hmm. if 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 people believe in you or 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 have have faith in you or what you do or or in your story or whatever, then then yeah, then as long as that belief is there, that no one they can't be let. You're not going to get let go. You're not going to forget. Well, you're never going to die, David. That's right. The, that right, right there. That is the greatest power in 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 the universe. Is is the power of belief. Get someone to believe, and you can get them to do anything. As Tom and Sal said last episode of AC. I mean, when we get to episode one hundred, they have think we're going to have people wearing uh, white sneakers and drinking blue Kool Aid. You like that? <laughs> Uh, ah, they think they're so funny, don't they? Vince's Church of Comic Love. Come, ascend <laughs> with you, me. You should love all comics for what they are. Yeah. <laughs> put on the sneakers. I want uh I, I want Vince to kind of turn this into into bullpen bolts and so I mean we can we can do a spoiler filled fables. Either we can wait till I read the third trade or we can get into it, you know, no. next week or something, but we can that, uh that's not a book you spoil. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm, 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 you know, even the little things I pick up here and there, you know, I'll see on a thread about, oh, you should be reading fables and fables is great. I never look at spoilers, but I can, I can understand why it's, it's, it's a much loved series. And, uh, and I, um, you know, I guess maybe as, as, as I get into it, as I, as I keep getting the trades, if, if I, I have seen some people say that maybe some, some cracks in, in Willingham's armor as far as some of the stories or, or the characters or how, how he writes things. But, but so far, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. Like I said, uh, a week or two ago, I think, uh, through the, through the, um, issue 75, I, I, I think, um, He's he's which was you know his always his first big arc mega arc that he was able to complete because the series was popular enough I think it's really really tight and then like like we said I think after that he kind of you know he had a little bit of he had the great fables crossover and right. uh, and and, uh, and and I haven't actually read that yet because it's the next trade to be coming um, but I've heard nothing but actually bad things about that yeah. um, I I liked um, it but too. that seems to be the the general consensus that uh, yeah but I mean they, that's you know that's what that's uh, twelve trades from now so now if I if I do decide to <laughs> now, now Jack of Trades started and then Jack of Fables there was the sorry Jack of Trades <laughs> yeah Jack of Trades why not I'm Jack of um, the Trades um, love that crick the uh, <laughs> he's fast on his feet Jack isn't he Jack of Fables right yeah I, I used to I used to gig frogs in a crick. Does they, do they, um, that that series started and then he there was a crossover or did it start yeah. off with the crossover? No, 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 the, no, uh, no, no, no. Jack oh, of Fables had uh, had uh, five trades out before the. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you read it, ba- Jack Jack leaves Fable. Town. Should I should I interchange? Should I read? No, uh, no Jack yeah, trade and Fables or can I? No, what what, you what need I to? I mean, until yeah. no, like Chris says, Jack is doesn't. Le- I mean, he doesn't because. Because Jack of Fables doesn't start for a couple years into Fables, and then um, I'm I'm actually I just read the third Jack of Fables trade last week. Um, I have them all, but I've been slow to it. I will say um, it's so it's it's a yeah it's a fun book. I'm enjoying it, but 
and I think a lot of people, but it, it's definitely not a, it doesn't have the universal appeal that Fables does. I know a lot of people that do so read Fables about, don't care for it. It's about Jack. It's yeah, about Jack. right. So if you like the character in Fables, then I think you'll like it. And it's very much, I mean, as I said, Tony Akins does a great job. He's, you can really see his art grow in, in, in that, in that series from where he starts. Um, and it's a much sort of sexier book, you know, cause right, Jack yeah. is kind of that. So exactly. it's a little bit more of, of wink, wink, sexual innuendo and a little bit more over the top. So I enjoy it quite a bit, but it's not, it's, it's not as strong. It's much, there isn't the depth to it. I mean, this is very much a, it's like a decent, it is, it is a decent TV spinoff, you know? It's like, it's a decent spinoff, but it's not going to yeah. be as good as the original. Um, he amps up, uh, Willingham amps up, and Sturges, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amp up the conflict at the end of the Great Fables uh, crossover. The book takes a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does so you got that to look forward to. But basically, David, if you like me, you'll, you'll like Jack. Because I am Jack. Jack. Jack is a lot of fun. You I'm are not you Jack. Glad, I'm glad I am Jack. About. I am Jack. I'm sexist, man. Yeah, you are. Um, I love well, women. Lots of people are sexist. That doesn't make you Jack. I'm not a dick, but I can be. You're also not stunningly you, no, uh, is, blonde, it's, it's, stunningly good looking, or. Yeah, I am. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so Jason. <laughs> Jason Mortal. Jason was focusing on the good attributes of Jack. <laughs> do we ever yeah. is it? Do we know who the is it ever revealed who the adversary is? is oh yes. So? Oh, oh absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I just didn't know if he was just named. In that fact, it's revealed or... pretty quickly. You'll, you'll, it's, it's, oh, I don't oh, remember. Okay. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, but, it's but, Santa but, Claus. But basically, regarding regarding Jack, whenever Jack leaves Fables, you can start reading Jack of Fables, and and you're good there. What is the? uh, It's a mini series, right? There's a new spinoff. Is it? Not, not well, that was just for the great Alice. Yeah, that was the, uh, the, 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 there was, the, the crossover was nine issues. It was three issues of Fables, three issues of Jack, and then a three issue, uh, miniseries of the literals. Um, yep. which it's just, and it was ran nine. So it was those nine and they're collected in a trade together. Okay. Um, so it'd be, it'll be the sixth Jack of Fables trade and the 13th Fables trade. You know, the like dual number. And it'll be okay. the, it'll, which probably yeah, but, pissed off. A lot of uh, fables readers. I mean, if they don't, you know, if if you don't read everything, then you got to buy, or yeah. vice versa. Like, if you just read Jack, now you got to buy a trade with other books. Well, you know what's going to be confusing on that front? I think. Also, to, just as a segue, I do think it's a little confusing how all this Hulk stuff's going to get collected. Oh, it's not confusing. It's awesome. I'm Click not it all. Awesome. I'm saying I'm, I'm a little confused having trying to jump back in because they renamed Scar into Incredible Hulk again. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm like you're I'm right. not sure where to where it all ties in together, but. So I kind of feel partly responsible because Doctor Voodoo is cancelled. We're only going to get five issues, and I pretty I basically got the first three. <laughs> probably about the day before uh, the news broke that it was going to be cancelled. Um, why I didn't pick them up before, I don't know. Am I part of the problem? I've no idea. Was it the three ninety nine price point on the first one, and then, whoops, we got it wrong, it's now two ninety nine. Who can say? Um, in any case, you've got five issues, complete story, Brick Remender goodness, and I will call you back, Vince. Bye. This is me calling you back. Um, as I was saying, yeah, Rick Remender goodness all over it. Um, you can tell that he absolutely loves his character and um, has all kinds of stories to tell with him in his brain. And it's just a shame that 
Well, I'm hoping he resurfaces at some kind. Because if the first three issues are in of the five or anything to go by, um, I would have been along for the ride, but uh, slow on the pickup. So once again, I'm part of the problem. However, if you've if you haven't if you didn't pick up the book, um, if you're going through back issues or you come across it, issue two, Gabriel Hardman, um, over the last kind of year uh, we've got used to the backups in Agents of Atlas we've had a look at Eventown and um, we love Gabe if you ever want to see a showcase for his work, issue 2 the kind of origin of the curse of Doctor Voodoo that pops up in the middle of the book oh my god gorgeous, gorgeous artwork um, I think it's four kids on a train um whether, so this is kind of flashing back, I'm assuming, to kind of late 70s in this continuity. Uh, gorgeous colours. Um, it's just amazing. Coming across some old zombie dude, and the boys are picking on him, and uh, Brother Voodoo as a kid is kind of defending him, and then um, he ends up kind of uh, being part of the problem, and then the zombie dude stands, and all kinds of hell breaks loose and just, uh, it just the artwork is just stunning absolutely stunning um the the, the full page of uh, of the the kind of zombie guy stood with the knife um cursing the little boy is just um absolutely amazing if if you if you were kind of eh, you know what it's only five issues it's finished i'm not going to check it out at least pick up issue two and just check out gabe hardman's artwork on that it's just fantastic. I don't want backups as much as they're lovely little vignettes or nuggets that you come across in the middle of these books. I want... Uh, we want more Hardman. I'd like Heathen Town too. I want more ma- mammoths and zombies and swamps. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked it out, <laughs> which I'm assuming you haven't, because it's been cancelled, Doctor Voodoo issue 2. Um, just even awesomer. There you go. Uh, yeah, bye. You want, let's talk about Hulk, why don't we? Why don't we? Can, can we, Chris? Oh, you're going to love this, Chris. He's going to love it. Uh, now, before oh, we dude, get... dude, you can't do that. You no, 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 no. And I'll tell you, you will, you will find out why. Uh, I will say that if you haven't read Fall of the Hulks, Alpha and Gamma, there will be spoilers in this. I'm looking good. forward to the Planet Hulk movie coming out next week. Me, Me too. too. I th- you know, I could have bought it. Uh, I put the, I put this on the forum. I could have bought it uh, yesterday. Toys yeah. R Us had it for sale a week early. Really? Don't need no yeah. Steep and and I passed on it because I had a Best Buy gift card, and I'm figuring, why should I spend the money when I can go get it for free next week? Essentially yeah. for free. You yeah. know. So I wanted it, but I did pass. And there was only the one disc version, and I want the two because I'm a. a I'm getting on Blu-ray, second, baby. I don't even know what's. The what? second disc, there's a 50 minute, uh, I don't know, something. Something. I don't know. Um, I, it's, some, it's, some it's the deluxe person. version. It's the Hulk, the deluxe version. I gotta get it. But anyway, so, okay. so if you haven't read Fall of the Hulk's Alpha and Gamma, there are spoilers here. Okay? What, what I read over the weekend, I went Hulk crazy. I read Incredible Hulk 605, Hulk 18, Follow the Hulk's Alpha, Gamma. See, I, I read didn't read 18. I have 18. I didn't read it yet. Well, 18 doesn't really have anything to do with it. I mean, not much. Not, but I'm not going to talk about that. So I read I read Hulk, Hulk 19, Incredible Hulk 606. I also read What If World War Hulk, and I read Hulk Winter Guard. So I was going Hulk crazy. That. That's great. But anyway. It is. 
So the, the main idea behind Fall of the Hulk's Alpha, Jason and David, I know you read it, so let's tell Chris, let's let's hook him into it, because this is a really cool story. It's awesome. It is so far, yeah. Jeff it's, Parker, baby. It starts off with the intel. What the intel is, a group of the world's most advanced criminal minds. You have the leader. Intelligentsia, right? Yeah, yeah I'm just right? sure. It's the intelligence. They're, 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 sure they're arch enemies, the Motorola. Actually, wait, no. First of all, uh-huh. uh, the writer of Alpha retweets Vince this afternoon. He oh, retweets he me? Yes. Sweet, I no good. Jeff Parker? Jeff Parker retweeted oh, your nice tweet, man. Wow. What I, when Look I said that... Because you said it's cosmic. Big it is. It is big. Oh, wait. I, I so want to tell you where it's going, but I will not do it because well, I... We'll set it up. It's written... I'm, Paul, right. Follow Hulk's Alpha is written by Jeff Parker and are amazing pencils by oh, Paul Pelletier. Paul yes. Pelletier and, and a gorgeous... Now, see, I love both those guys. Yeah, I know you do. I just don't... No. Give a shit. You, oh, but you you'll will. love this, dude. You can't, dude. You, you you cannot read. I don't. Even the most curmudgeonly people that read Marvel, I don't see how you yeah, can read. Yeah, yeah, now wait a minute. Yeah. Awesome. Let's let's just set it up. And if we don't have him completely convinced at the end, he does not love fun, fun comics because uh, yeah, that's exactly what this is. If you have a history of Marvel comics and dude, you I'm, like, dude, I've been lobed. No, no, no. no Loeb, this isn't Loeb. I'm telling. Yeah, but Loeb is on fire with these things too. He's really He's having he, fun. He I, is. I like Loeb's Hulk books. All right. Let's let just get into it. The Intelligentsia, a.k.a. We're, the we're Intel. Stop. 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 All right. You, you have the, now. the greatest criminal minds in the Marvel Universe. The leader, the red, the red Ghost, <laughs> MODOK, the Thinker, the Wizard, Dr. Doom, and Egghead. You said Red Ghost? I said it's, Red Ghost. It, it, and it, it, and what they... Does he have the apes? Yep. Oh, yes, yeah. he does. They the awesome android. What they do is they pillage the fabled Library of Alexandria, which is the, a badass the, way to start the book. Yeah. Yes, the the Eternals have saved all of that valuable knowledge from the fire of the in the Library of uh, Alexandria, and they've sequestered it in a, a way in their uh, Antarctic hideaway, but. The intelligentsia have figured out a way, based on all of their brain power, to mask themselves. Whenever they're together, Moda, uh, they're doing the computations, and and they, they've they figured out a way to make themselves virtually invisible. They've put them out of phase with themselves, out of phase with time. So the Eternals don't know they're there. They pillage the the textbooks and the artifacts in the Library of Alexandria. But while they're there, and initially I was like. What the hell does this have to do with anything? They find the Hulk automaton. It's 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 a basically an Hulk a Hulk robot, and I didn't know how it fit into the story. But once you take a look at the things that each one of the intelligentsia specialize in, and then you you take a look at the Hulk robot, you're like. Because uh, when you think about it, the leader, he's he specializes in genetics and robotics and physics. You have the Red Ghost, who is specially attuned to cosmic radiation. Okay, MODOK uh, is another master of genetics. You have the Thinker, who specializes in artificial intelligence. Do you see where this is going? The, the, the Wizard is a master of subatomic particles. And of course, Egghead is uh, specializes in engineering and robotics too. So you have this shell of this entity that draws in cosmic radiation, 
and it's it, it's a, a a housing for an artificial intelligence that doesn't come into play till later on. So they they take the Hulk uh, robot, and there's also a disc, uh, not a disc, um, information on where the other storehouses for the Library of Alexandria are located. So what they do is they they pillage all this information, but they don't have everything, and they're storing all this knowledge in Latveria, in in Doom's stronghold. While they're while they're doing this, once they get that that final chunk of information, Doom turns the tables on them, and 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 it was classic Doom. Yeah, he takes all the information for his own. Get the hell out of my country, and it it leads them down a path where they separate. But what they did with this issue is they retconned a lot of Marvel history in, Think of in the Illuminati. Right. So far exactly, as yeah. how, what they did was they would watch because they banded together and every secret society takes care of their own. The individual missions that they went on, say the leader wanted to attack the Hulk, he got, you know, the shit kicked out of him. The other members had his back. They, they bolster him back up to, to fighting, you know, condition. And the same with the other ones. But what they also did was so none of the other villains and or heroes in the Marvel Universe would pick up on it. They would also help other villains. Yeah. Like if Claw got the shit kicked out of him against, against Black Panther, they would pick up the pieces and help Claw so as to divert suspicion away from the other members of the It's entire. funny, right? When they say that that's a good them, idea. These guys must have think that they were immortal because they <laughs> yeah. kept bringing them back. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. great, you know, because that's classic comic conundrum is you know the, get defeated and then come back the absorbing man gets dissolved they were there to help him out so that's that's a nice way to do it and and it answers a lot of questions and they right? they also set them up as being responsible for uh for the beyonder and yeah and for yes uh, they, they 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 apparently were they were to blame for secret wars because they they venom they, they had yeah they had doom yeah. turn on this energy beacon which uh would supposedly take you know, like thousands of years for anyone to notice, but the Beyonder noticed it right away and came to Earth and started fucking around. And uh, yeah. yep, and then they—they—that's they, they, what led that they were responsible for bringing the Venom symbiote to Earth. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and and one of the other things they were responsible for, and it doesn't come into play until later on, actually in Gamma, there's a certain woman who's very close to Bruce Banner that they—they—they they have the body, and and you can imagine what I'm talking about. Of course, it's it's Betty Brant who they cure. Along with uh, Ross. her, Betty Ross. Betty I'm Ross, sorry, yeah. Be- yeah. See, I'm sorry, Spider-Man. The other Be- Betty, Peppy Mac Betty- didn't you? Yeah, Betty Ross and her estranged husband, who Mr. Wood took the uh, moniker in the beginning. That's of me, show. dude, Mr. Talbot. Yes, Colonel. that that's how they're alive. They pop up in in uh, Follow the Hulk's Gamma. And before we get into that, I just want to read something from the latest issue of Comic Spire's Guide. It's number 1663, straight out of the mouth of Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb told CBG, Fall of the Hulks will answer all the questions. All, in italics, the questions. Who is all Red Hulk? All the questions? All of the questions. Who is Red Hulk? Will Maybe Banner's... No. Will Banner's Green Hulk return? What is She-Hulk's fate? Will Scar kill the Hulk? Okay? And he drops a couple clues that not all of the gamma radiated beings are gonna make out of this make it out of this alive. They're using this storyline as a way to thin the ranks of the Hulk cast. The, the which is which is cool. Smart. I don't know about that. So basically, okay, you have Follow the Hulk's Alpha, that just gives you the history of the Intel and and their their current plans and where it's going, blah blah blah. Follow the Hulk's Gamma, and this is big doings. This is 
I wasn't expecting this. I no, and and you know the, the thing that that oh, got me was it was done in <laughs> it was done in flashback. It happens off screen essentially. Uh, written by Jeff Loeb, drawn by some guy named John Romita Jr. I don't know who he is. Um, Thunderbolt yeah, Ross is killed by the Red Hulk. Really? Yep. Yes. Yeah. He Moody he go, he goes up against uh, the Red Hulk in the Redeemer armor, and Ross's uh, hubris takes over that 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 uh, machismo that Ross kind of had. And at a critical point in the battle, he drops his shield, uh, and he wanted the Red Hulk to know who was taking him out. He had him on the ropes, and he drops his shield, and the Red Hulk just gutted him, just killed him. Um, but see, no, you can't do that. Well, well he did. He did. What it does is because it, it's Thunderbolt Ross. But he had it coming. Tertiary character that you know you can't spit in the wind for no, all these years no, and not no, get wet. He's not a tertiary. Tertiary way to way to pull out the big words whenever I know he's drunk. <laughs> it's not a tertiary character. Thunderbolt Ross is a is a primary. Character in 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 the Hulk mythos, right? Dude, Ahab died well, at the end of Moby Dick. Come on, and then the book ended. No, who, no the book was just beginning. No, no dude, he was Moby dead Dick. at the start. Oh, but, okay, we're talking about Ross. He's talking about Ahab. Oh, but anyway, uh, and the reason why the Red Hulk killed Thunderbolt Ross is because Ross was crucial to the Intelligentsia's plans. See, during World War Hulk. When Tony brought down the pain from the satellite, it was Modoc and the leader that did their mojo on it that created the Red Hulk. And you know, if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for Hardball, Tony probably would have beat Hulk at the beginning of World War Hulk. I don't know about that. Oh, uh, Hulk is strongest there is. If he didn't uh, fuck with the satellite, if he didn't, if he didn't fuck with those little needles, <laughs> it was a damn needles. But <laughs> Dude, by the way, that page in in Alpha where they're going down to the to the Atlantis to steal some shit, and they're all in the uh, in the scuba suits and Modoc in the fucking scuba suits. He's got like the little like the propellers on the side to help. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it was funny. Oh, oh. Alpha. There's so many good moments in Alpha. I mean, it, it, this thing is steeped in not only cosmic Marvel, you, but but. You know, if you like the Fantastic Four, you will like this story. The, the Fantastic Four, again, are crucial to this thing. I mean, and all these, you have Doctor Doom. How bad can it be with Doctor Doom in it? And, and Doctor Doom and all these, these, let's, famous Marvel villains, and it just preys on that fanboy love of, of all the goofy stuff we've been loving all these years. I love goofy stuff. And you will love this too, because in, in again back to Gamma, the rest of the issue is Thunderbolt Ross's funeral, mm-hmm. and there's some nice moments in there. But the big to do about the funeral is Bruce Banner shows up, yeah, with his A bomb uh, bodyguard, uh, says his piece, and uh, then we get the, the the revelation at the end that that Betty and and Talbot are alive because they show up at the gravesite to uh, bid adieu to her father Girl, and. Something that um, Samson says early on in the issue. The Avengers are there, and uh, mm-hmm. Bucky's like, you know, we, we got to take care of this. And Samson says, no, the Air Force has taken over this right now. And at the end, you see Talbot. And don't forget, Talbot's an Air, an Air Force dude. And, oh, yeah. and they show him, and he's got the, 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 the star and the, the Air Force garb on towards the end. So this is not 
over for Talbot. He will be back. And at the end of uh, Gamma, Banner's working with the Red Hulk. Sometimes, yep. you, you know, you yep. got to keep your Sam enemies Samson close. So Samson is working, um, what? Samson Sa- Sa- is working Samson's, with the Intel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Samson's work with the Intelligentsia, as is the Red She-Hulk. Okay, yeah. let's uh, stop for a second. This is where okay. I get to the part of, of clearly being a little... <laughs> what the hell's up with Samson? Yeah. yeah, like, obviously, from the very start of, of Loeb's Hulk, Samson's been a little quirky, you know. He's, he's been, got issues, I, yeah. yeah. Even some people thought maybe he was a Red Hulk or whatever, but but I know that was dismissed. But but I was completely taken aback when they show him hanging with the leader in MODOK. So how long is this new? Did you know this? Would you, did you already know this, Vince? Uh, and if so, what yeah. is this over there? You, you found this out in the Churchill Loeb issues of Hulk. Oh, where where uh, Domino finds out who the Red Hulk is. Domino's in it? Yeah, I told in, you in Domino's in it. My girl, dude. So yeah, do- and that, Right, Domino oh, finds been, out. Yeah, I'm waiting on, waiting on the, the, the premier hardcover. Of Domino. All right, I, I, won't, I won't tell you what happens, but Domino finds out that who the Red you Hulk is. No, okay. and and in order to take but Domino she out, tell us though. You don't. We don't know, but she no, knows. No, 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 no. Okay. they they send out X Force and Deadpool, the Punisher and Elektra to to get her. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and at the, uh, you find out where uh, Samson's allegiances lie at the end of that story. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying and, is and that, that story is the, that like why is he working with the intelligentsia? What's his connection? Because obviously all the intelligentsia, as we saw in Alpha, are super villains that are smart that are trying to team up. I mean, Samson's never, to our knowledge, been super smart or a villain. So what's they his they, they hint at the real reason uh, why, and I think it's because Samson resents Banner for That's... not only Betty but what happened to Betty. Okay. Uh, how he how he treated her over the years, uh, which would make sense at, at the right? funeral. Yes, yeah, Samson at the funeral when Banner walks out is gives him that that evil eye and says Banner, you know, and it's like he's yeah. livid there. So, okay, uh, but he's not right. If you read the Portasio, yeah. I think uh, Hulk number eighteen, Banner's yeah. not all there. Uh, not Banner, uh, Samson. Samson, Samson yeah. is he's he's got something really working on him, and it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde. He's it reminds he's, me of the uh, Peter David when when they were melding. All of Bruce's personalities together. Mm-hmm. That's right, what it reminded right. me of. That's a good right. point. Yeah, okay. So at the end of um, Gamma and and in Hulk nineteen and in Hulk six oh uh, Incredible Hulk six oh six, the goal of the intelligentsia now is to take the major players off the board. The the big brains of the Marvel U that could interfere with their plans, like Reed Richards, their old uh uh, teammate Doctor Doom, they're they're trying to take them out. And uh, in Hulk nineteen, among other things, they kidnap Reed Richards. Nice. Da, da, yeah. da. And oh, okay, it is drawn by Ed McGinnis. I was just gonna written, say McGinnis written, is back for this, right? Yeah. Written, yeah, written by Jeff Loeb. And I'll tell you, if I ever have the the chance to meet Ed McGinnis. I, I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to go up to the guy and grab his hands and just cradle them against my cheek and say, "Oh my God, these hands!" No, in comic book Valhalla, Jack's up there sitting on his throne, looking down, saying, "That boy gets it. See, that boy understands. He knows." Uh, McGinnis, you, I, he is so much more valuable than than the comic book community give him credit. Uh, th- he's incredible. He is in. Uh, there's anybody I like him, that's, but I have to say he 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 would not to me 
Pelletier and Romita much higher on my list. Oh, no. No, I don't, I, okay, and, and depending on the situation, and speaking of Romita, there's a pretty funky pinup or, or two-page spread that harkens back to the Jack days in, in, uh, in Gamma. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, now, when I, when I think of Ed McGinnis, I, I, I think of larger-than-life characters. He's perfect, especially when it's by Mark Farmer. He's perfect on the Hulk book. Oh, yeah. He's, I think he draws the very best thing. Even better than Romita Jr. Wow, and and Romita Jr. is pretty nice in this gamut, but yeah, I I have a um when I think back to McGinnis's time at at DC, especially the first three issues of JLA Classified, the the story written by Morrison, that was I I didn't you know he he's drawing John Stewart and Flash and Wonder Woman, and they all kind of have the same body structure, and you can't draw everybody. Chunky with the broad shoulders and, yeah. and, and, I mean, it's, it's a Jack Kirby-esque look, but you can't really put the same body that you do on, on Wonder Woman that John Stewart's gonna have, but I, on, on, right. on a book like The Hulk, it, it's, it's a match made in heaven. But, but in, it, he's toned down that, that stylization. Yes, yes. A, a he, lot he did an over awesome the years. Spider-Man in Hulk 600. Mm-hmm. Love that Spidey. True. But True. you're, you're right. There are certain, McGinnis body types. The, the the strong dudes are very much of the same type. The women, but you could say that about Alan Davis. Alan Davis's women basically all look alike. Watch yourself. No, I mean the guys. The guy's a master, but the the McGinnis woman has a certain look, and and he knows what works, and he uses it to his advantage. And I'm telling, mm-hmm. he. Oh, I, I love Ed McGinnis. Oh my God, I. The, there is an air of Joe Sinnott to the man's work. Oh, there is. Look at this. The the when you get Hulk nineteen, look at the Red Hulk thing battle. Um, in trying to kidnap, well, in kidnapping Reed, the portal to the negative zone busts open, and and they have to close it. But before they close it, they they trade blows, and this whole section. I see Joe Sinnott a lot in this work, and maybe it's farmers embellishing. I don't know, but it, there's a lot of Joe that comes mm-hmm. out of this. Uh, right, power, just energy. There's nobody that 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 does it like um, McGinnis. But anyway, so that's the point of Hulk 19. Let's kidnap Reed Richards. The Did point Hulk 19 of, come out last week or this week? Last week. Okay. Uh, the point, and 606 came out last week too. The point of 606 is to take out Dr. Doom. And that's where they, the, they begin to reveal their hand. Because the Hulk Andrew, or the, the Hulk automaton makes another appearance. And that's when I started thinking, what, what is the purpose of, of this Hulk automaton? Yeah, it's powerful. Uh, it sucks in cosmic radiation and gets even more powerful based on how much energy it takes in. But, but what's the deal? Where, where is this, this android thing from? They reveal that in Red Hulk number one. And you will plot when you hear where this, <laughs> where this thing is from. It, okay. it, it's older than Earth. Wow. Okay. It, this thing is old. It was created by someone for a specific purpose, and uh, it's been perverted so, from its original so design. So this is the Loki fake Hulk from back in the old, early Avengers days. No, it's a it's a robot. Right. Well, that's what he had an automaton robot. But yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Well, I don't know. They could retcon it to to yeah. But I mean, the the important thing, and that's what Banner says in this issue. The important thing is not the the entity it's the maker who made this you find out but the thing is that before red hulk number one the story was a a self-contained hulk universe 
title uh, a story, but with this issue, it blows up. It's just the scope is widened to the point where, yow, it, I can't, I can't get into specifics, but when you, when you read it, you, you'll know why. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And there's some really cool comedic interaction between A-Bomb and the Red Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. ba- Banner sends, uh, A-Bomb to, because he has that, uh, chameleon, that, that blending, uh, thing that he has. He can blend into his surroundings. He trails the, the Red Hulk, because Banner doesn't trust him. He's working with him, but how could you trust the Red Hulk? And, um, he sends A-Bomb out, and then the Hulk knew he was there. So then they, they, mm-hmm. they trade quips back and forth, and they go into this AIM laboratory, and there's something to do with MODOK that's really funny. It, it it's cool. Now, a couple questions. Um, A-Bomb, we were introduced to A-Bomb early on in the Loeb series. Yes. Um, and we, we find out that he's Rick Jones pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. he, but we but it seems now, at least in Gamma, he was much more like Rick Jones. I mean, he's still A-Bomb, but he's he's Rick Jones again. He's not like out of his mind, you know, incest oh, with anger. Man. So did he get his, when did he get his sort of control of his personality back? Like it, It's he? been it's been coming. Uh, I uh-huh. would assume that the, the initial shock of Modoc and the leaders tampering mm-hmm. drove him a little bit nuts, but now he he actually has embraced his body. He likes being okay. being a member of the Heavy Hitters Club. Okay, and so. I know that we don't know tech, technically who Red Hulk is yet. And I was saying to David while you were offline that that uh, the only thing that annoyed me in the in, in freaking Fall of the Hulks was the Ohatmu pages where they have the classified over it. Like, why put the page in then? <laughs> it's but, all like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, but but. Let me ask you: so Have charge three ninety nine? Oh Lord! Oh, Stop. Red She Hulk. Um, she's also classified. I know that we have. Who who do you think she is? What's your guess? I mean, she what? is someone that uh, the Red Hulk has been intimate with, and I don't mean sexually. He knows her. He's worked with her in the past. He knew who she was immediately. And there's a big clue in Red Hulk number one about Red. Oh, Hulk. I know who she is. Who? I'm looking at her now. I can see who she is. Okay, who? It's her hair is the giveaway. Who? Shield. Contessa? Cuz remember the Contessa's technically been a scroll for the, for a long time as far She's, as we know but the actual. Is she in Secret Warriors right now? Oh, is she? I'm not I'm not up to date on See, that. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing about this. Okay, every, yeah. every time we we settle on on a an identity for these people, they always prove us wrong. Mm, Plus okay. but but it, is it because of of the delays, this, this isn't this isn't like Fall of the Hulks isn't like Siege, or 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 the Gauntlet and Spider Man or something. Can this really? This is almost there's no hard and fast timeline I can tell from this. Uh-huh. It, this, this may not be going on the same time Nation X is going on. Or, right. You know, so right. It's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, cause you know, that's right too, because of the like the ticker tape parade with Scar and the Fantastic Four. In, in well, I was uh, just going by. Vince said that, that it's someone that Hulk knows, and I I still think Hulk is uh, Red Hulk is Clay Quartermain. In which case, I thought, uh, okay, well, if he knows her, it's maybe, yeah. There, there's a, the red the red, red yeah, shield got this sure, long yeah, streaks through her hair. Yeah. But I, I think they shot that to shit because there's a okay. little there's a little bomb they dropped in Red Hulk number one that reveals his prior affiliations and. Oh, okay, okay. It ain't shield. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. We, we, it's, it, I like not knowing. I don't really care yeah, to, to know I'm who he is. I'm digging the mystery. I don't think, I, I mean, you know. I, well, I'm digging right. the mystery, but I also think all things must come to an end. I mean, the right. mystery's cool. Yeah. I, like, I like when the mystery's revealed. So I would. I hope, since Vince said they're going to say, I hope they actually 
let us know now. I mean, I, like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't feel like it's been dragging on. I mean, granted that mm-hmm. there, there have been delays in some of the issues in the series has been going on for a couple of years now, but I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm being occupied by plenty of other things where I'm not every morning I wake up and I go, Dude, they still haven't told us. I'm, I'm cool with it. I, <laughs> I haven't felt like it's, it's been going on way, way far too long. Right. Yeah, but that's it's just uh, it. It is my my retreat from the the overdone crossover, the the muddled continuity, uh, multiple. Well, I shouldn't say that because there there are a fair amount of titles to read if you're reading Hulk. But it's where I go to just enjoy myself. I don't bring yeah. any any baggage with me when I come into the Hulk books. It I just sit back and and Hulk smash and have fun and and mm-hmm. look at beautiful artwork and and the stories. It, it seems to me like the creative team are just loving the hell out of working on these books. Yeah, it's just Jeff. It's just the Jeffs, right? Or is anybody else writing? Well, Greg Pak is doing the that, incredible, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the, the, the incredible stuff. Okay, yeah, and and then you have uh, Thundra and Banner's daughter, the the She Hulk. Well, yeah, okay. well, you know, yeah. and she. she She's going to be a player uh, as of the end of Red Hulk number one. Uh, right. it, it's it, there's yeah, so many there's, characters in this. Some. By the way, man, Banner gets around all of a sudden for for a little geeky dude. He gets laid a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. chicks take the guy's glasses, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, he does. He's got, a couple, he's got a lot of kids out there. He's like Sean Kemp. Well, <laughs> well Sean Kemp but he, never, he, never, <laughs> he never slept with uh, with Thundra. So that was the. Oh, he didn't. No, that was without no. his knowledge. That was just. Oh, okay. Just oh. baby. The savage. He didn't, he didn't get in where he fit in. Then all right. No, 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 was But right. it, but it's they they know what they're doing because in in uh, in in Hulk um, nineteen there's a point where Johnny burns off uh, her costume. And she's running around the Baxter building naked, and naked. Johnny's like, "Yeah, I got no problem with this." And, nice. and, and in order to cover up herself, she she throws something on, and it's Johnny's old red costume with the four. That's why that's that J. Scott Campbell cover on. Uh, yeah, the and issue. and okay. if you know your Fantastic Four, you know her mother hung around with the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and there you got that red costume. Come on, this is yeah. just it. Just. It plucks at the heartstrings of all the this, things that and, we love about and, the in in the editor's office. This has to be like some super huge board, like like the FBI with the mob bosses and and the yeah. trees that trickle down. I can only imagine the, the, the wall but in, it, in the editor's office. I think keeping all right, all right, all right. Enough, enough. <laughs> He's going to read it. All right, I'm just letting people know what I'm going to talk about next week. I'm talking about Blackest Night JSA. Green Lantern number fifty, <laughs> the Adam and the Hawkman, Batman and Robin number seven with awesome Cameron Stewart art. Hey, you and, can do whatever uh, you want to do. And Superman's Secret Origin. Nice. Well, I'll talk about Incredible Hercules. But good. What, what, to go back to what David was talking about about didn't know where when it was happening. <laughs> no, I think it works in their favor that it's not tied into the other Marvel continuity because yeah. it makes finding out who the the Red Hulk is even harder. Because yeah, they they can't pick somebody who's uh, integral to integral to to other storylines. They got to pick a wild card, yeah. you know. But it's so just so we don't give Chris a stroke. It, it, in <laughs> before I I quit this, the Hulk Winter Guard is really cool because it uh, it the creative team on this Steve yeah. Steve Ellis and Dave Gallagher, the dudes that brought you Zuda's High Moon. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and Box thirteen. It's really cool, right? Oh, right. And box yeah, yeah. thirteen. What it is is it—it's an examination of the legacy concept as it applies to the Winter Guard 
team, mm-hmm. specifically Darkstar. So and what they do is they build the story around Incredible Hulk 393. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No, which is neat because it, <laughs> yeah. it's all about the Russian spy, uh, what's his name, Igor, Igor Drenkov, who infiltrated Banner's research team and had his finger on the button. Banner told him, if I call out to you to, to stop the test, stop the test. So Banner f- um, looks out the, the porthole and sees Rick Jones playing his freaking harmonica out on the hood of a car and runs out to get him. He says, stop the test. And the dude did not stop it. So in part, this guy's responsible for the birth of the Hulk. So that's cool. And in uh, What If World War Hulk... Oh, my God. There's a story called, and I want to get it exactly so I don't fuck it up. It's called What If the Heroes Lost World War Hulk? Written by Mike Rake and painted by Lucio Perillo. Perillo. Oh, good God. You need to buy this issue. the, The first story is fantastic. The second story sucks. I'll be honest. Okay. It's, it's not very good. But the first story is the majority of it. And at the point where... Tony called down the pain with the satellite. The sentry grabbed onto the Hulk, and the satellite, the the beam from the satellite exploded the sentry and leveled New York. Everybody that was there when that happened died. Fantastic Four dead. The Avengers dead. And what? And so with that big vacuum that existed because the skull, the Skrull Queen got killed, the Bishop of the Skrulls takes over, and the Skrulls assume control of the planet and take it from there. It's really neat. And it's gorgeous. And I won't say anything more because Chris is getting twitchies. I ain't getting twitchy. I read <laughs> comics. Oh, yeah, awesome. It, it's a great time to, to love the Hulk. And I don't I don't blame them for pushing it because the Winter Guard, uh, Hulk Winter Guard, it's not a really a Hulk story. It's a story of, of the, 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 the Russian super soldiers. and But they built it around a Hulk story to, to sell a book, which makes sense. It do. I love the Hulk. Unwear shirt says, I love the Hulk, baby. Hey guys, it's Cammy from San Diego. My uh, drink of the night was, uh, well, multiple beers of various descents, I guess. Uh, but I'm just calling in to say, hey, I finally got uh, up to date on The Unwritten from Vertigo. And I gotta say, that's a, that's a pretty good title so far. I like how it doesn't go just focus on just Tommy Taylor, but on a couple of the issues, they focus on the backstories of other characters. Like, I think it was issues six and seven that did that. Like, with the kids and everything. Anyway, I'm just saying, it's, it's pretty good. Um, it doesn't, it does, it's not gripping, and it's not a must, must read and top of the stack pick for me, but I'm still pretty entertained by it. Uh, the covers are just fucking gorgeous, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go ahead and add that to my favorite Vertigo titles at the moment, like Northlanders, Air, and other stuff. But I can't remember right now because alcohol does that to you. So, yeah, just give them my two cents. Chris, you want to talk about something before we go? Are we all done? Uh, we're, just about there? We're, we're, we're close. Yeah, I could talk more about the Hulk if you want. <laughs> you could always talk more about the Hulk. I love the Hulk. Um, you know, you you talking about the 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 whole Russian soldier thing. Um, um, I should probably save this for the for the send off. But uh, the Winter Men finally got collected, and that is a fever dream of a trade paperback. Nice. 
I I didn't know until the end if I actually liked it. Okay. And it's one of those that you can read it and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And you go back and you read it again and you're like, oh, oh my God, it actually does make sense. Um, the winner, the winter men was really, really good. Um, yes, that, that's just a recommendation. Cool. If you like, you know, cold war, um, you think, um, um, if you like a little bit of, you know, the little X-Files mixed in with some, um, Eastern promises mixed in with some, you know, shell, I mean, I, I, Iron Man, it, it, it's like, it's all in there. It's, mm. it's great. Hmm. And you know what? You can probably get the Winterman from a sister company, uh, in stock trades of our sponsor. Which is mm-hmm. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Like we said before, Wumba discounts on all your favorite funny books delivered right to your door, securely packed, perfect experience. I, I, I've never had better. Um, and if you're a first time buyer, here's the code EOC8. Get an extra 8% off your total order. And while you're there, do yourself a favor. And this is my recommended reading for this week. Pick up Brian Maruka and Jim Ruggs Aphrodisiac from Ad Ooh, House. Oh yes, sir. From Why Ad, yeah, from Ad House Books. All oh, faux vintage Bronze Age black exploitation uh, nice. story. Amazing stuff. It's a little hardcover. Oh, yeah. I think it's about ninety-six pages. It is awesome. Go get it. Aphrodisiac. That's awesome. Or Truck mm-hmm. Turner's gonna kick your ass. Yeah. That's right. Um, Coffee. Uh, Jose <laughs> Leon art. On on Wonder Man, by the way. Yes. Yes, John Julio. Yes. Oh, did I say Jose? Lin? Yeah. John did. Julio. When you Please, said Leon, that out. Yeah. I'm not. Ups. It's the only night of the week I get a drink. I'm so drunk. I'm, I'm nice. to sign off. It's yes. Uh, read the Wonder Man. Okay. Uh, best damn sound effects in comic books. Read Incredible Hercules. Ooh. Oh, so goddamn true. It's, it's hilarious. It You're right. Um. Uh, to make Chris feel good, uh, people read Power Girl because it's a damn good, damn funny, and damn good-looking comic. If you suggest a Marvel book, I'm out. So thank you. You've saved it. I'm out. I'm out. Next week, you you kept me seriously. I I just caught up on the last three issues, and it's freaking. It's it's awesome. It's uh, it's a really, really. It's one of my favorite DC books right now. It's 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 really fun. Wow. Hey, David. David, you there? Yeah. Get this. Skrulls, the Skrulls have assumed power, right? Uh-huh. So all the heroes are dead. You have a group led by the Hulk uh, with Bucky and Mockingbird and the Vision, and they're doing these guerrilla attacks on the Skrulls. How cool is that? How cool that is, is that? Cool, what should yeah. we read? It's very cool. I already said to read Aphrodisiac. And, and oh, why, my bad, my bad. No, that's all right. Oh, and, and while you're at it, while you're, while you're at it, pick up What If World War Hulk too, because it's got a kick-ass <laughs> John Romita Jr. cover. Now Chris is down. Throw his microphone down. It's awesome. Oh, that's fine. You know what? It, actually, um, Andy Diggle um, recaptured from uh, recaptured some Daredevil love for me this week. Nice okay. cover. Nice cover. You know, it's it, it was actually it's like okay, I can do this Daredevil. I'm, I'm back on. Captain America, not a great return issue, but enough to get me coming back. So it, Marvel is finally printing the books that I was really head over heels in love with for a while. So, it, like, it, previously on the former, on the latter, 
I'm not so. I thought that was. The, I thought that the cap book was a rough. I thought that was a rough. It, I, it, I don't know, but it, I like the Daryl book though. Well, I, what I liked about the 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 cap book was um um it, it, it's Bucky and, and and Sam and they're out in you know Western America doing their thing. And I like that part of it. Yeah. It's like, you know, hunting down the 1950s cap, I can live with that. I thought that was pretty cool. There was some other bullshit that they're, it feels like they've got some tar on their heels trying to get out of the editorial fucking, um, quagmire, um, that's nice. been going on. Um, just get back to, you know, good Captain America stories. Is that what you felt would? Yeah, I, I get. I mean, again, it, it could just be. be I, I kind of get the sense that we're nearing the end of Brubaker's run on Cap, and it'll go down as probably one of the best Cap America runs ever. But I oh, just yeah. think he's, he's kind of running out of his story to tell. I get that sense, unless he's about, unless he has a whole other big mega arc to do. So no, I, I, th- I think he's got story. I, I just think that I, I just think that from an editorial standpoint, he he ended up stepping in tar, and it's like, well, okay, fuck. I guess I'll deal with this jerk off shit for a while and then we'll get back to telling some stories <laughs> you know whenever <laughs> whenever chris talks about buying a marvel book it, it it just gives me this mental image of of a guy walking out of the playtime boutique with a brown paper bag you know like he's yeah. just he's just embarrassed like i gotta hide this nobody can see it exactly there it's not there's nothing to be ashamed of they're it's gonna give me my ro- he pulls out the rosary after he reads it and it's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna yeah it is buying 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 80% of the Marvel books, it's going to get me my high, but I'm going to feel fucking sick about it the next morning. Oh, no, no. But I dropped Cap with the 399 issues. Not because I don't... No. No, I don't want to read that. I I don't care. I don't really care. Uh, Team her up with Aranya, that's great. I'll buy the trade when they just collect the Captain America part. (laughs) You know, know, the, the Nomad backup wasn't yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it yeah. felt if it, it felt misplaced. I mean, because Cap is such a dark and gritty book. And, yeah, exactly. And, and Nomad is it, no, the the Nomad Aranya um, backup almost felt like it should be in Spidey, not Cap. Yeah, but eh, not not for an extra dollar. And people, don't forget whatever you do to buy the Deadpool variants that are coming out. Hell yeah, <laughs> buy them all. Get them all. All but all but the one with the Wolverine Photoshop. That's which, you know, it's, it's not. That, a you got to get that stuff so good. They really did Photoshop Wolverine. It's, it's not a. No, they didn't. They just had. They said, "Ed, here, draw a dynamic pose." Okay, we're done. I haven't seen a a a a, 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 a as bad looking Cabeza as since uh, since uh, La Fuente's Ultimate Spider Man cover. You guys are brutal. Oh, You're brutal. Yes, Dude, right. hey, you gotta call a spade a spade, you know. I don't see the spade, uh, so I'm, I'm not. I'm, try, I'm say trying. It. To, I'm trying to think of stuff as I look around my room, of things that I will offer for anyone that rips the cover off that Siege Three variant. And if they send me a ripped cover of that, I will send, send them, them an eight by ten glossy of you. Yeah, so that's that's uh, the part I will edit out. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna send them something from my room. And I'm trying to figure Why? out. I don't understand that. He's going to send them the brown paper bag I with all like oily stains all over it. No, no, it's yeah. If you rip off that ridiculous Siege Three, after you spent two hundred for it. Yeah, I know. After you spent hundred dollars. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going to send them something good. 
Um, so well, then that uh, leaves out any DC stuff. Why, why, why don't you walk down to your buddy's uh, shop at Challengers because he was quoted very prominently as how he's all about getting those covers for his books that he didn't sell. So if it's good enough for really? Patrick, yeah, Patrick is quoted as saying he plans on taking advantage of it. He really, they don't. They don't. They don't sell yeah. variants there. He said they overordered. They're out the ass. They way overordered on the uh, on on the Blackest Night books, and he's got a shitload of them. And if he can yeah. uh, recoup some, so. Uh, and, I'm uh, not a I, huge uh, fan of Campbell, but I like that cover. I think that yeah, cover is a funny cover. I too. think it's uh, it's yeah. a winner. It's a. I don't buy variants. How about as an industry we stop acting like fucking children? How about that? Why? What's so childish about that? Oh, you mean the Come initial? On. No, you mean the initial motion for it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of. Hey, hey you know, how how about this? How about you go to Podcast X and leave them a bad review, and I'll give you a dollar. It's not worth it for a dollar. Maybe a Deadpool. Maybe a Deadpool no, stage number three variant. Yeah, if you want to buy that variant for me off of Patrick and send it to me, I'll leave it. Look, I'll go on the Raging Bullets. No, seriously. <laughs> Wouldn't that be kind of a dick thing to do? It's like you know what? Go 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 to Tom versus the Flash and leave a negative review, and we will send you a dollar. But as Jason that, said, no, no. As as Jason said, as far as the business world and dealings between competitive companies, this is nothing compared to what what, oh, you, what you goes on what? in the real no, world. Fuck that. I'll tell you, the only fuck, people I've seen fired that. up about it are. People that really aren't infected. I've seen DC folks laugh at it. I've seen lots of retailers quoted as saying they really don't care one way or the other. And uh, a few said they'll do it. A few said they won't do it. And and uh, I mean, I've been on record. I, I think I think it's a petty move. I don't see how it benefits yeah. Marvel to have done it. But I also don't think it's a, it's not a what, big deal. What it it's, what it showed it's me. It's a big deal to fanboys, and that's about what, it. I don't know. What, what it showed me is that they're children. They're they're not they're they're not. They're not smart enough to really, to really be businessmen. Well, we're They're, all we're all just children well, of big, big it, people it, bodies. It, 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 uh, Apple's one of the, the most petty bullshit. Apple's one of the most successful companies on the earth, and they have had commercials for years of basically just sitting and making fun of Microsoft users being nerds. It's yeah. exactly the same thing, and it and it's really had no incremental benefit to them, but they keep continue to do it, and it's an ad campaign. Well, they spend millions of dollars. Pro user, he doesn't care about that. That doesn't affect. But I'm saying it's the same thing, right? They have Justin Long on there as the cool guy making fun of this Microsoft nerd, even though 87 percent of the Earth uses Microsoft, and as though they deign it to be not cool. And as some, and and again, I. Yeah. But I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm never using an Apple product because they're me- demeaning me." No, it's just fucking marketing, dude. It it either works or it doesn't. Like they did a promotion. No. It was, okay, okay, I think but, it's silly, but but either it works or it doesn't. Like I like but, I just don't understand when you get angry about these things. Like no one's for, telling for, you, Chris, you can't get your books this month unless you buy a hundred dollar variant. It's just no, there. I'm, it's for I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's the thing. Is that that Mac is number two? I mean, they're they're behind in market share. This what this feels like to me is that the jock is pissed off because some just run of the mill student ended up taking some girl, some hot girl to the prom that the jock had no intention of dating, and so he's going to be pissed off, and he's going to go and kick sand in this other guy's face. It feels like this childish, dick-waving prick move by them, and it's it, it, it's it's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's like, you know what? Great way to fucking promote the medium is to say, hey, rip the cover off of all of these comics, send them to us, and we'll send you a stupid fucking variant. Way to build, way to build the fucking 
fucking market. But again, though, no one's forcing idiots. retailers to do it. So no, no, I want no you to one, ask no. Pat- okay, but I want you to ask Patrick the next time you're recording in there. Patrick, I, didn't you feel this was insulting to the industry to bother tr- trading in your books for a Deadpool variant? Because but, my point that, is that, that shocks me retailers. because I've never okay, seen I've never seen them sell a variant cover in that shop ever. Well, it sounds like you're ready to ask him then. David, yeah, David yeah, you, are no, you okay? I, I, I will go ask him. Okay, okay. David's all David's all crying in the corner. You know, can, can you can you imagine a reputable <laughs> book publisher saying if if you rip if you send us the book jackets off of fifty of these books, we'll send you a signed copy of this book. From a competing publisher, would that seem weird to you? I think we're all well on record here saying we thought it was kind of a silly slash petty move. But yeah, again, it's kind of poopy. I don't understand yeah. the vitriol, though. I don't like, especially I don't. I don't understand the vitriol to the other part of it, which is like, why <sighs> want to like, my, like so my, if, if someone goes into like, so if 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 challengers or Dark Tower have the variant, then that means they took the time to rip covers off of books yeah. and and take. So Jason, my point is Jason, like, my, yeah, my, vit, my vitriol comes from if you're gonna be the market leader, if you're going to control market share isn't your time better spent actually expanding the market and finding new ways to turn new readers onto comics instead of pissing on the second the second place team I work in marketing if I had brought that promotion to my boss I probably would have been fucking fired but it's a different industry. I mean, you're talking yeah. comic books. It's a, it's and and again, it's a different industry from what? Selling what? Marketing is marketing. It's a it's a ridiculous promotion. If I had brought that to my boss for another another company in the in the in the fitness industry, I would have been either laughed out of his office or fired. But it's you, time to grow up and stop acting like children. And read Spider-Man. And read Spider-Man. Right. That's what no, I'm getting. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. It's it's a, it's an it's it's not, you know, textbook uh, publishers saying, you know, if, if you give, if you send us the covers of particle physics, you know, it, it's this is a, a, a in essence a juvenile. I, I know I'm going to get killed then, for that, then, but it, it's not can, exactly. Then we can never sit here and talk about how we want to grow the medium. We from the main, from the mainstream, and, uh, you, you'll never grow the media. New readers in and younger readers, because you know if if they're going to act like children, then you know what? That's where this is going to go. It's going to okay. die well, off. When Fortune 500 companies stop selling big deals at strip clubs and at weekend getaways where they can golf with Phil Mickelson and all that stuff too, I mean they're all equally but sophomoric. That's, but that's it's not, all sophomoric. But that's not their marketing, Jason. Of course it is. Dude, Tiger Woods, golfing with Tiger. You think Accenture has tied Tiger Woods as a as the, on their posters because Tiger Woods knows anything about business process optimization? No, they had him because he was cool. Dudes wanted to be him. Yeah, and you know, and you Accenture's know top fifty CEOs and Accenture's top fifty CEOs got to golf with him twice a year. And it's you know all how many the same thing. You're appealing to the sophomore dollars. Those those advertisers, those sponsors are losing because of Tiger Woods now. <laughs> Not very much, my friend. Do, do you do you think and 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 don't don't go go crazy? Talk but, about TV revenues for the no, PGA. Do you do you think back. this is affecting you to the degree it obviously is? Because no, 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 no. no, no, no listen, be, because because you I'm no, listen, because you are more 
in the D, well more you you you're in the DC camp. So this is bothering you because they I'm in the, I'm in the they, comics camp. I'm in the no, comics. No, 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 no. I I love you, but I gotta disagree. I I yeah, think it sounds like you're not agree a little bit. Yeah, I I, I no, just think no, because no, your heart is in. I, dude, I I will root for who's making good comics, and and for the last two years, I think DC's make been making better comics. This has nothing to do with that. I'm in comics camp, and I'm for building comics as as a medium, as an art form, and this doesn't do but, this. But, that, it, but the it, mainstream is, is not conducive is anti, to building the medium as an art form. The mainstream exists to sell comic books. They don't, yeah. give a, they don't give a shit what the stories are about, who draws them, who writes them, or how aesthetically pleasing they are. As long as they move copies, that's all they care about. Yeah, this is not, it's, this it's is not top shelf or fanographics. That's where you can, you're going to expand the, the, the art form, in quotes. Oh, These guys hey, are just I, there to sell paper. I am not. I am not here to uh, to dispute that. It's a business. I understand what they're doing. I wish that they weren't so short sighted, because this is a short term. This is the epitome of a short term marketing gain. Whenever they should be looking long term, and that's what I'm saying is that why waste your energy on something so stupid and juvenile when you have something like the. Shouldn't you be spending your, your, your time, money, and resources on how you're going to adapt these new technologies instead of how you can earn four spaces on a rack for two months? It's well, I hardly stupid. think they had to spend much time or effort. They put a press release out, and they had one PR dude take the tear it off covers when they come in and mail out a, a variant, no, but, which they already want to make anyway. I hardly think this is a big resource other, I mean, yeah. as far as material gains, what is Marvel gaining from this? I mean, at the most, if you if you add up the print runs for all these these Black, Blackest Night tie-in books, and if everyone that didn't sell these things, even if they ripped off the covers of the ones that did sell... More than anything, they're getting no, no, off of it. We're right, but I mean, how many copies of this variant are they going to have to print? Maybe 500 to 1,000, if that. Yeah, not even that many. Yeah. That's what I'm just saying. I mean, so Marvel's not gaining anything other than the sensationalism that accompanied the, yeah. the, the, the thing. It's yeah, all about it's just, the bluster. What, what, I, what I hate about it is that, you know, back everyone talks about Stan and, and, and Jack and the, the bullpen days, and there was always, you know, the talk of the distinguished competition and all that. It was this fairly um, fun ribbing of the competition this just seems so fucking mean spirited <laughs> what it, it, no, it, no, it, no, it no, is no, mean spirited no. but it's kind of funny I, I mean uh, I, I think it was kind of funny I, I'm not saying that I agree with it and, and you it, think and it was it, kind of funny I thought yeah, it was kind so, of funny. So you think Especially the next time, so in, think in, the, the next time that, that Bendis and Johns you get together, that, that, that Bren, Bendis will be like, hey, remember that time whenever my company said that they should rip the shit out of 50-year comics? And but I'm, I'm sure that Johns knows that it wasn't Bendis yeah. who initiated it. Bendis well, is just okay. a player, you know, so, working so, for the man. So, they both so are. Johns knows that it wasn't Bendis that did the really fucking shitty thing. Well, I'm just saying, why would, why would Johns have anything to do with Bendis? I mean, just because he works at the company that initiates well, yeah. this. I mean, it That's was, like it was, having it was, something. It was, what what well, if John's ran into the janitor that worked at, at the Marvel offices? Is he going to hate well, him, no, too? What it's I'm just, saying is it was that it, it's a John's-led event, and it's right. versus a Bendis-led event. It just, it just 
it, it just seemed kind of shitty. It's like, you know, why do you, why do you? It is do shitty. That? It is shitty. And yeah. that's why you, you, that's why it jumped I'm to the gonna, forefront I'm, of and, your consciousness. And, and, and me as a consumer, I'm not going to reward him for that. But that's okay. I mean, it, it's, yeah. I, I, I it's know what right. you're saying, but it's, it's, it, DC got paid. They got paid for their books. If, if a retailer, if, if he's not moving these Blackest Night issues and he mm-hmm. has the customer base that wants a variant, then he knows he's got money. How about this? In. How about this? Send back some of the, the hundreds of thousands of unsold Dark Rain. How many, how many trinkets were they giving away with those dark green comics? None. They the, gave the no fucking incentives for those. So okay, so gotta, because because the consumers, the end user, the the, the uh-huh. customers got their little freebie, and the retailers are stuck with all these books. Now that the retailers can actually sell something, and this helps them maybe stay afloat. Mm-hmm. That's I. I it's just it, it has nothing to do with me. I don't I don't give a shit. Was it what, was it shitty? Fine. I'll, you know what? I'm not. No, I'll, I just, I just thought, I just thought it was a real shit thing to do, and it, it was know, a in, dick in, move. In, 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 a, in, a, in a medium that I, I absolutely love, and what I do is sit down and read about people doing heroic and and upstanding things every week, and that's what I look forward to is is celebrating the good in people for the company that that publishes the work of. Of these heroic people doing really kind of shitty things, I, I, I just it left a real bad taste in my mouth. It, maybe it would be a good thing if it wasn't a gentleman's game anymore. Maybe if they started slinging mud at each other. I don't the, know that. No, I'm just saying if if there was a, an active crush the other guy mentality, it would lead maybe to better comics. You uh, never know. I said it on the board. If 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 I was going to get so caught up in the stupid petty business side of things, I wouldn't be reading the comics that I'm reading today. I, I just I'm not I'm I'm not going to invest my time, get angry at something I have absolutely no control over, no say over. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. They want to act stupid. They want to do something retarded. And fine, go ahead and knock yourself out. Yeah. I'm gonna stay over here. I'm gonna read the stack of comics I got. I don't care. And okay. the only what, reason why we even what, know what? about this is because the internet. If if yeah, you just went what, to the yeah. comic, you know, if you just went to the comic shops every week and didn't bother with Newsarama or comic book resources or any of those sites, you would really never even know about this. And business we're, would we're go in on as usual. The ten percent of people that actually buy and read comic books that even know about this, and that's what right. makes it even sillier is that most of most of the comic buying public has no idea about this. So once again. Why fucking waste your time with it? I don't know. I I, I can only um, I can't even imagine why they would do it. But the, the the fact that it's a Deadpool cover that kind of plays into the, the the concept of the character. I'm not validating what they did. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying that it's Deadpool. That kind of works. But other than that. Wow, this is, okay. you know, is this the 11 o'clockers? <laughs> if you, but you know what, if, if you're going on. back on Happier Times and read a Jeff Johns written comic that was edited by Tom Brevoort, you can go ahead and get the Avengers collections. That's what Tom Brevoort can spell. Oh, there you oh go. my goodness. <laughs> hey, everybody. Do that in your travels. Hi, yes. Everybody. In your travels, go hug somebody. 
and and, and be happy. No, I don't know. He's not, Wood, you still there, buddy? Jason. We lost him. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yay. Say bye-bye, Jason. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you next week. Later.